okay. say a random sentence, right? Okay. Like I'm not looking for you to actually understand what I'm saying. I'm just trying to make you think. And my first early ones would be like, my blood hurts, you know, because yeah. it doesn't make sense. But then I'd also go up to him and be like, I wonder if you could kill heartburn with a brain freeze. I like it because... You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's just a wordplay little thing, but then it makes the person be like, wow, that is, I wonder if anybody, have you ever had heartburn and brain freeze at the same time? It sounds like a thing. It's all like, (laughs) sounds like you could. It's all like shower thoughts or stoned ideas, but just presented at you. It's a more extreme version of that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And that's the stuff that I still also find very funny. Now, if you notice on my Twitter, I've been posting like polls. And the idea with the poll is I'm actually trying to compare two two guys that are very similar. Okay, so like my first poll was Don Knotts versus uh, Martin Short. Because if you're a big enough comedy fan and you look at those two guys, you're like, there's so many similarities. There's no fucking way Martin Short wasn't inspired by Barney Fife. I actually, so it's like I'm comparing. I actually don't know who Don Knotts is. And that's fine. That's fine. I, there's a lot of comedians that a lot of people don't know. He's too old for it to even be in the general pop culture zeitgeist at this point. But I was like, if people know comedy deep enough and they're old enough, Don Knotts, he was all over Disney. He was a Disney madman, if you will. But a, a lot of people only know him from the Andy Griffith show. And even then, you're like, he was the, sort of the comedy relief to uh, you know, Andy Griffith's straight man. And he played movies where he, I don't know, he was very much like Robin Williams in the Disney verse back then, where it's like, He'll he'll be in, he'll star in a whole movie with a horse. <laughs> you know what I mean? The co-star is a horse. What? You don't you don't really see movies like that anymore. Nah. Unless it's I, Guardians of the Galaxy or some shit. It's like yeah. oh, your co-host is a CGI raccoon. You know. I mean, yeah. All the movies now is all Disney action adventure stuff. There's no comedies being made. Sure, sure. Nothing of nothing of note. Which I wouldn't even like if if you and me were to sit here and talk about the latest comedy movie. What could it even be? Um, I couldn't even think of one. What's the fun? What's the last funny movie you saw? The Machine. You thought that was funny. Okay, let me try. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Did you see my tweet about taking a giant Burt Kreischer in the morning? <laughs> I literally was just. It a, go was ahead. it a Burt Kreischer? Or was it a Tom? I did both. I did both of them, but I did them separately. Okay. Yeah, I was like Burt Kreischer. I took a giant Burt Kreischer. Uh, when I got up this morning. And then the other one for Tom was I took a giant Tom Segura on the floor because I can't afford a toilet. <laughs> I just have fun. You know me. Yeah, I mean. Um, but guys, welcome. This is the Man Pad. We've started recording. We didn't want to miss any of the glorious stuff that we usually do off mic because that really shows the flow of the show. Uh, shout out to all the WATP listeners that we continue to get. Please subscribe to Patreon. We, we would love that dollar. And also, you can stop asking where to find the show if you just do that. Yeah. You know, put your... Put one foot in front of the other and you can lead yourself to glory. Isn't that something a preacher said one time? I'd imagine it was. Yeah, I mean, that's what my preacher said this morning because we were born <laughs> on Sundays and he was like, the path to glory is a righteous one. I love it. And you must not stray from the arrow of God. <laughs> ended though so i guess we just jump right back in oxmad can figure the rest of it out but what i was saying is i had this guy who i got weed from in my youth as a teenager he became my main guy he became kind of the main guy for everybody that i knew and i met him by playing basketball you know as i was saying to manny before we started recording again is i used to go to open gyms all the time and we would play ball and there wouldn't be a lot of us 
So you, the full court teams would be looking for people, right? And me and my brother would just be over there shooting ball. We were down to run anyways. Like, we, we came to run. We're not here to just shoot around a bunch of fucking threes, man, and chase the ball down. We want to play. And we'd get scouted, and they'd fucking let us come run. And like I said, they would talk cash shit. That's why I learned to talk shit, man. And you have no idea, man. You're not even a joke, bro. I'm st- I was still the guy that would talk shit on the court. And even if I – you know how when you get face-to-face with somebody, you're about to bump? Yeah. That's essentially what the situation was. And when you're playing basketball, most of the guys are bigger than me. So I'll go – I'll still be that guy, and I'll go face-to-face with your fucking chest, boy. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, you could be a six-foot-eight center, bro. You start pushing me around and shit. We're going to play dirty then. I'm going to get right in your face chest area <laughs> and what was so funny is the kid that i did that to he actually still backed down which was interesting like come on man you're fucking towering over me and you're uh, you're a coward because you see that i'm not all right but you saw the energy i met this kid justin yeah that's what that's all i needed uh because i was really about it in fact i got kicked out of this uh this is another story but i got kicked out of this open gym for punching a kid in the face because i was going up for a layup and the kid pushed me in the air that's a foul flagrant dog Andrew Schultz Akash Singh, flagrant. Hell yeah. Took me off my feet. So as soon as I got up, there was a dude in front of him. I pushed him out of the way, and I jumped in the air, bro. Swear to God. Jumped in the air, hit him clean on the side of his face. People thought that I smacked him because he was so fat. It sounded like hot when I punched him in his cheek. (laughs) Fucked up. Anyways, I meet this kid, Justin, who ends up being like our guy. That's our main dealer forever and ever. And... So what is Justin's last we name, had, social security number, and address, just in case anybody <laughs> else wants to find him? Yeah, he's dead, though. But um, <laughs> that's essentially what happened is he, we, we actually became close before I had any idea that the guy sold blunts. You know what I mean? We're just out there playing basketball, and then we see each other, and I, got, I get his number. So Because the situation back then was like, yes, your friend can give you a number of a guy who has weed, but what is your relationship now? You kind of need that friend to be there to sort of be the middleman. Like, no, he's cool, man. I promise he's cool. You can't just randomly text a guy and say, hey, man, you got a bag? Because he's going to be like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> right? Yeah. So thankfully, I had that relationship with Justin, and we became cool as shit. But he was riding around near Notre Dame, and somebody shot at his car, shooting at his brother, and killed him. Well, all right, people. And one of the crazy – real quick before you say anything else, just to get a little – deeper he was actually a really fucking just sweet guy just cool as shit guy you know how you have to sit in the car for 10 minutes because apparently they didn't have it weighed out or whatever the fuck i'd sit in the car dude and just have these great conversations with this dude just legit friendly guy and those are always the people that get taken i guess is all i'm gonna yeah, say it, it's never the assholes right i should have been gone a long time ago come on man all right, my soundboard isn't working or it's not plugged in. Hold on. I, I keep trying to hit these hit, you know, these drops and it's not working. All right. One time for the fun time. But let's Two see time. if pod's working. Oh, I found it. There we go. All right, we're good. You got a soundboard too? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I... Patty, what the fuck was that song again? I forgot it after we said uh, <laughs> I forget. It was KFC by Dagton. Instead of Plankton. Bankton? Bankton. D-A-N-K. Okay. Yeah. I like to switch up. Yeah. He wants to keep it on YouTube for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So what are we doing, Manny? Am I leading this? What, leading the show or you got some plans? Um, yeah, I figured we just... Uh, do you have complaints? Cause... Oh, man. Do I got complaints? All right. First complaint. <laughs> just not let you talk anymore. <laughs> All right. Thanks for bringing it up, Manny. So anyways... <laughs> Back to me. All right. So 
I'll just be that news guy. Just, <laughs> just can't wait for it. Can't wait for it to get back to him. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking answer your shit. Let's go. Give me the mic again. What do you mean? I got more stuff. <laughs> I do have complaints. Like All joking shot. aside. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Uh, uh, ladies, you got the bit. <clears throat> we could we could do a sketch out of that. Oxmad. So here's my first two. And I want you to elaborate on both of them because they're not as elaborate as my third one. Okay. First two. Spoiler alerts. Okay. Yes. I don't like the two words. Spoiler alert. And anybody that tells me that before they tell me a thing, get away from me. Spoiler alert. Hey, man, I'm my own person. Feel free to try and tell me your version of what that movie was. And I'm still going to watch it anyway so I can, you know, get my own thoughts <laughs> about it instead of just because, you know, Nancy Grace said this movie fucking sucked. All of a sudden I can't watch it now. Sorry, I'm my own man. I'll rent it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Spoiler alerts are fucking lame. Tell me the beginning, the middle and the end of every single film ever. And I'll still watch the movie because you know what? I like to experience it myself. Exactly. I I personally, I don't mind spoilers in most cases. I don't care at all. I, I, I think it's dying. Yeah, I can't think of... The, the only one case where I mind spoilers is the One Piece manga. Because it's cool to just see that stuff unfold as it's happening. Okay, I'm right there with you. I could have said the UFC fights. UFC fights. Spoiling a UFC fight that I didn't get to see... That sucks a lot, but again, don't care because I'm, I'm still going to watch it, dude. Yeah. Because you, you could tell me so-and-so got knocked out, so-and-so lost in this round. I'm going to go see how everything else went up to that point. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. And it's also with a fight, it's exciting. You can, like, I, sure. just because you know someone got punched in the face doesn't mean that it's still not cool to watch someone get punched in the face. Absolutely, because you don't know which side of his face. Was he battered already? You know, there's a lot of things going into it that makes it more exciting than just being like, well, the Steelers lost. Exactly. Was, you know, because you could go in and be, would you still watch the game then? Is it the same there? It depends on could why you? you watch the game in the first place. Cause me, How they lost, when they lost, if they were ever leading. I guess there's a lot of things. You're right. Yeah, some, some, sort of the same. Some people like to watch football for the technical aspects, like, ooh, what plays were run. Some people, they right. only care about, did my parlay hit or not? I don't care about mm -hmm. the plays. I just want to see the excitement of what happened. So, I'd Sure. How about this? Can we, Tell me if you agree. Do you think you would agree with the worst spoiler alert possibly being somebody telling you about a cameo yeah like if if we're wa if you're watching something a movie that's very popular everybody's talking about and you go and watch it but your friend told you hey mike myers is playing you know what i mean just throws that in you're like motherfucker because i want to i want to be the one to recognize that that was mike myers you know what i mean i'm not gonna go t you know spoiler alert somebody else but it's fun to f it's like those novels that you would read those choose your own own adventure type of deals where it's like we you could say Mike Myers has a cameo and I could still be a little bit excited, but it still sort of sucks because I know it's Mike Myers, right? If it was somebody, you didn't say who it was, but there's a, you just say, hey, Manny, there's a great cameo in fucking Saltburn. You're like, well, fucking I'm going to be looking for that cameo. Who is it? Steven Seagal? <laughs> you know, there's it's just a little, I don't know. Fuck it. Next one. <laughs> well, the, I want to know, well, first, the cameos aren't why I watch movies. Like I'm no for sure. I'm halfway face blind to start with, so I can't recognize or tell oh. actors apart. I don't 
I die for it. I'm not good at knowing names of people. But what inspired this as a complaint for you this week? Did someone say I had spoiler? nothing else. Okay, you had nothing else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wrote them today. You said, come up with some complaints. I said, I could, I could conjure up something. That's fair. Uh, but I do, I do really feel that way because I hear a lot of people using the spoiler alert thing as if they're going to ruin the entire film and make nobody ever want to watch it again. And it's like, you really have that much fucking information on this movie that you can dictate to us clearly? Stop it. Well, I, I'm going to watch the movie anyways, guy. I think if you're going to be giving out spoiler alerts, it's something where you have to know your audience. Because I don't care about spoilers at, sure. at, unless it's One Piece. But anyone who, who talks about One Piece with me knows my stance on that. Sure. But if that's you talk about anything else, I'm like, spoil it away. Absolutely. And I feel like... There are people out there who do freak out about spoilers. I'm not one yeah. of them. You're not one it, of them. It's such a but, weird thing, though. You know, that's it, why I brought it up. It, but the people who freak out about it are the weird people, if you ask me. Oh, the sure, guys, sure. The guys who go like, oh, no, how was I? You, you told me that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now so, I can't watch it. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time? What the, what's yeah, the, the point of this movie? Right. <laughs> That, so like, and you know that's a good example. That's a very good example of that that sort of thing where the spoiler can be so drastic that it it messes up the whole movie. But you, I don't think that even saying that the sixth sense being one of the bigger twists, that if yeah. I found that out, that I still wouldn't watch the movie, right? Like yeah. I would. I think I even knew that he was a ghost when I first seen the sixth sense, and I was like, I need this explained. So you have to watch the whole thing. You're like, how does the kid not know? How did he die? I, you know, it's very interesting in that way still. But I guess some people are just so so simple that's like, well, once you tell me the ending, I don't, I need nothing else. Well, I I actually still haven't seen The Sixth Sense because I just Fair. I suck at watching movies. But I wanna. It's on my list of things to see eventually. And now that I know that's the spoiler to look out for, I'm gonna be paying more attention to the movie. It's gonna be something where I enjoy it more. And I think that's what people are failing to do these days is have some sort of attention span. Yeah. And stop taking everything so goddamn seriously. Yeah. But it experience things for hey, ever since we started having this Yelp shit where you can review fucking everything, people have became so goddamn snobby. Like make a joke about me shoveling snow because I don't have a shovel with my feet, fine. Hilarious. But that's just because I'm a thug. I'm going to get out there and get dirty, boy. I don't give a fuck. What, am I going to get sick? Oh, well, we'll get over it. You see what I'm saying? Whereas people are too, they're too grandiose about their own personal lives, like they're living like kings. And they're like, oh, you can't, you can't spoil this or that for me because I deserve to be treated as someone who should experience the thing. I, I love to experience. And you're like, you don't. Just, you don't actually. Because even, look here, nine times out of ten, the people that you're spoiler alerting or that are getting upset and earmuffing because they hear the word spoiler alert, they're never going to fucking watch the movie anyways. Big facts. They're not going to watch the thing. They don't give a fuck about it enough. If, it's a game. If you can't, it's, it's a personality trait to them. It's like being a goth. If, if you cared that much, you would have seen it already. But Right. That, You'd have been on top of it. You would have cared. Exactly. But that's also part of what I was saying. It's the people who freak out. It's like the pronoun shit where nine times out of ten, you can go up to someone, assume their gender, they don't give a fuck. Absolutely. Or you can. Absolutely. Or even if you're wrong, and it's like, oh, wow, I thought you were a guy this whole time. 
You're a girl. Yeah, I'm not a fucking scientist. What do you want me to do, dude? I'm a regular person. Exactly. You look this way. You had your hat on backwards. What do you want me to do? You know what I mean? Like That's my bad, but you don't freak right. out about it. But then there's... You remember... Hey, can, let me throw this little thing in there for you. You remember when... Because we're, we're roughly the same age. You remember the time where everybody was a bro, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm everybody was bro. Female, male, He's didn't matter. Everybody was... <laughs> exactly. We used to fist bump everybody dog you know what i mean i swear to god we got kicked out of the mall one time because we were soliciting high fives you don't want to bring joy to people they don't want you doing that fucking mall security guard with half a mustache talking shit get the fuck out of here boy you don't you ain't doing a real job <laughs> you can't be high-fiving people in here <laughs> swear to god dude there was it was me three of my friends you're having too much fun but not buying shit <laughs> right in a mall you know what i mean like where there's places where it's not a store Right? Like there's a fountain. Teenagers hanging out in the ball. Santa Get Claus the is right there. Out. It was crazy. We got bum rushed by these motherfuckers talking about, uh, you guys are going around asking people. Yeah, we're asking random strangers for high fives. Have you not seen Impractical Jokers? I mean, this is a th- <laughs> this is well before that. But next complaint. I'll try to clear that. Oh, okay. Um, That's fine. This, uh, oh, yeah. I want to do this complaint. Oh, okay. Are you okay? Yeah. You sounded like you were talking to somebody off camera. Did a vampire show up? No, I was I was talking to you, but you were already into your complaint, so Well I I, I continue. Okay, sorry. It's fine. I don't listen, okay? Man, it's just usually it's usually just me. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get better at not stepping all over you. It's hard, all right? We'll get better at in time, but I still will never listen, all right? That's all I can say. Okay. Um no, but this is actually sort of in relation to your complaint about having to shit in public. Whether whether it was like oh, I got to get to the the what was it what was the places that you started going to I can't even get the reference now. Oh Wawa. Yes, you said something about a charging thing too. A charging. Oh, the recharger. That's the drink Thank that they you. serve at Wawa. Okay, so I remember things, um, but this. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if tell me if we can agree here, even a little. I believe this is a complaint, uh, sort of. I say I guess I'm complaining about shit overall. Because I believe that all poop should be diarrhea because it's just more efficient. Okay? So, when I di- Listen, when I diarrhea, brother, I feel like I'm getting something done. You know what I mean? When I, when I sit on the crapper and I push out this fucking log of a turd, you know, with peanuts cutting the inside of my fucking anus, you know, not as accomplished. But if I go in there and I sit down and just wash the bowl with my yuck... <laughs> You let the evil out. <laughs> it's it's really like an exorcism. I swear to God, her asshole is like my mouth when I have diarrhea. Whoops, that's backwards. Her mouth is like my asshole when I have Oxmad cut that and make it right. Okay. So I don't know if you care enough about this, but there's like a famous Reddit copy pasta about diarrhea. Okay. Uh, I have it here. It's a couple paragraphs long. So I'm going to start reading and you stop me. When you get bored. Wait, wait, did you say a creepy pasta? A copy pasta, just like a lot. What the fuck is that? It's a wall of text that people like have made famous. They add a sentence. No, it? it's just like one person writes it, and then it's so unhinged or whatever that people just copy it and paste it other places, and it spreads. It's okay. It's Talk to speak. Me. Okay, so it starts out. I love diarrhea. Yes, that is right. 
I love to have diarrhea. One of my favorite things to do is take a laxative on weekends when I have absolutely nothing to do and I know I'll be at the house all day. Sometimes when I can't wait the eight hours a laxative will take, I'll do a salt water flush and I'll be resting out my butthole in 30 minutes. I've even found for me that 100% grapefruit juice will do the trick if I drink half a gallon in a day. There are so many aspects of it that make it one of the best experiences. The first aspect I love is the rush. Just going about my business, and then all of a sudden, I know I might poop my pants. (laughs) That is the time to get to a toilet right now and nothing else matters. It's an adrenaline rush. When the stomach yeah. starts to turn, I don't care anymore. But he goes okay. on and on about how much he loves, like, the thrill of pooping his, almost pooping his pants, running to the toilet. He loves the feeling sure. of getting it all out in one swoosh. He loves how dirty <laughs> he makes the toilet bowl. He paints it all black. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm sort of right there with him. But it's not it's not the rush for me. It's just simply like I feel more accomplished. I'm like, once I get this out, dude, you've done something. That's it. Yes, that's the end. Whereas like a giant honker, you're like, what What even? Where is this? What? How'd this happen? Well, I'm more surprised by a solid shit than I am lava. You know what I mean? <laughs> for me, it's not so much that I love diarrhea. It's just that I hate when I'm on the toilet and I'm there for five minutes and I'm pushing, but I'm trying not to push too hard so I don't give myself a hernia, and it's hurting, and I'm I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be massive. What did I eat? And then I look, I turn around, I look, and it's just a fucking rabbit pebble. Right, it's like a a brown goldfish swimming around in a bowl. Exactly, and I know, like, I I still have more, but it's it's not going to be worth the effort. The juice isn't worth the squeeze. So what what did I even do? I just wasted five minutes and I accomplished nothing. Look, I think even if you haven't seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, there's a famous saying quote. Okay. There's a famous quote and it's not the fucking coffee shit, whatever. Finite closers get whatever. I don't know what it is. Coffee is. It's a different quote. Yes. From Al Pacino. And I think you know where I'm heading with this. Uh, He says to a guy, he says, I don't like brown people. Okay, now I was stepping on you, and it was kind of funny. You're just being mean. (laughs) No, but he says, have you ever taken a shit that made you feel like you slept for 12 hours? And it's just, it's sort of a, there's no end to it, right? There's no answer. I don't know what the answer is if there was one. He says it, and then off into the distance he goes, you never hear from the man again. And it leaves you asking yourself so many questions. Have I taken a shit? It's made me feel like I slept for 12 hours. Have I slept for 12 hours? What's that feel like? Right? Yeah. But that saying in itself, it holds so much. Because when you think of shit, it's like that's just waste, man. And if you could shit to the point where it feels like you've slept for 12 hours, buddy, what a way to start the day. You know what I mean? No Folgers in my cup. Shit in the bowl. (laughs) Well, my personal favorite shits are the, like – the high fiber shits, like the the one day of 
out of the month I choose, like, yeah, I'm going to eat some cereal today. I'm going to be healthy. And next thing I know, I'm on the log and I just have one push, but it's a fucking mountain that comes out of me. It's a continuous log. <laughs> it's smooth. It's like Play-Doh. It's like the fucking Teletubbies. They have that pink shitting machine and I'm yeah. dropping out the light brown shit. Same color as my skin, and it's just fucking halfway fills the bowl, and it's solid. But you could you could poke a finger through it, like it's not it's yeah. not hard. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the shit. You couldn't pick you could you couldn't pick it up out of the bowl. Yes, you know it break all it break in your hand. <laughs> exactly, it, and it comes out so smooth it feels like you're just farting, but you're farting with beef. So since we're talking so much about shit. There is a Mandela effect situation that has always kind of stuck with me. And it's not a big conspiracy about people dying or anything. But do you remember when dog shit was white? Yeah. Brother, what the fuck? I haven't seen white dog shit. Dude, that was the easiest way to avoid dog shit. Because it was white. Now it's all blending in and stuff. And it's part of it. You know what I mean? It's ah. I think I've, I feel like I have. Go ahead. I think I figured this one out. White dog shit was the old dog shit. Like, it took a day or two for it to turn white. Okay. Around the time that you stopped seeing white dog shit is the time, like, there was this big... It wasn't a meme, but it was, like, the idea of a meme. Like, there was a campaign, a push, that people had to stop picking up their dog shit. Uh Like, because I remember in the 90s, your dog could shit wherever, and you'd walk away, and it yeah. would be fine. But then, all of a sudden, in, in the zeitgeist, if you didn't pick up your dog shit, you were the most evil person since 1942. Yeah. It's it's like, if you get a dog now, you ha- that's one of the responsibility, re- responsibilities of taking care of the dog, is you have to pick up the shit. Yeah. You will be picking up shit for the entirety of this dog's life, unless you have your own backyard, I guess. And never take him on walks. I don't know how you raise your dog. <laughs> but you get my point. I make him fight other dogs. Like a Pokemon. Alright, can we get to this last one? It's more elaborate, and I don't know if you agree with me at all. Okay. But enough poop and spoiler alert shit. This is a disgusting episode. Um, This one just came to me a little bit. I've kind of mentioned it periodically on the live. Because of the dude's popularity now. But my third complaint is simply Jelly Roll. Ah. Uh. Okay. If you don't know who this is, it's a face tatted fucking giant fat bastard of a man who does country music now, right? I thought he was a rapper. But my biggest thing is, oh, okay. Let me, you know, let let me dance a little bit. (laughs) I I don't know this guy. Okay, good. Because I have some weird history on him. I haven't liked him since he was part of the 3 6 Mafia group known as Snow. With a guy named Lil White, okay? Jelly Roll was put together in this all-white guy rap group by 3-6 Mafia. And even before that, Jelly Roll had this semi-viral video about 18 years ago where he, like, freestyles for 10 minutes. Straight off of his head. Just freestyles for 10 minutes. I swear to God, you can still find it, and he looks the same. But here's the thing. He's speaking in front of Congress now. And he's showing up at WWE events. I guess it is good to know he has the same fans as that dude who sang rich men above Richmond. 
This dude switched genres like he's Kid Rock or MGK, but he did it because nobody was paying attention to him. That's where it gets bothersome. First, you're this face-tatted-up, freestyling hip-hopper guy. Now you're this face-tatted-up, giant fat man who sings like Tim McGraw, and all of a sudden you're a spiritual, motivational speaker. I don't know what the fuck's happening. Are you wrestling now, too? You're an athlete? Fuck him. So you're mad at him for trying to use tough? I'm mad at him for changing. He should have stayed the same. You changed. Stay the... Look... He cha- uh, I don't even know how to explain this because it's going to sound bad because you want people to grow. You want people to grow. You want them to grow. Evolution is necessary, okay, for us to survive. But this dude literally switched genres and became a millionaire. Now he's out and about talking and running his mouth and shit. Bro, you should stick. I don't know. It's fucking weird to me. It's lame as shit is what it is. It's lame as fuck. And it's weird. The country music would even allow that to happen. Is it because he's a white guy? I mean... It's country, so yeah. I don't think they'd let me stop doing country. What is even his fucking song, anyways? Have you heard the stupid song? No. It's terrible. It's some fucking goofy ass. I'm sad and I'm old. Music. You know what I mean? That's Sounds all it is. Like country. I wish I could be happy. Like that's all it takes to be a country. It's just the worst. Fucking get it out of here. <laughs> I would rather re- listen to a thousand drill rappers who get killed the next day after the song comes out than this fucking guy. At least they're staying true to who they are. You got face tattoos, motherfucker. You're in country music now. You're a Christian. You're Stop it. You're doing it for the paper, dog. That's why. Don't pretend. But, but you got to pretend now because you're a Hollywood. You're a Hollywood guy now, right? Ugh, sell out, bro. And nobody's, nobody's saying shit about it. Even the people that are in country music aren't like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Well, I mean, they... I think countries knows that it's a dying genre. And the last time they done a new guy, they weren't having it, and it was Lil Nas X. So he he got shunned from the genre. Country music as a whole got clowned. Honestly, they did a good job, because that was before we all knew he was gay. And we'd be having a lot more. <laughs> Bro, the, the country music industry could smell it on him. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Those motherfuckers. I'm, I'm pretty sure they just looked at him and they were like, nah, none of you black people allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Is this their way of easing into like weird shit with Jelly Roll? They're like, he was a hip hopper guy talking about selling weed and shit and all this stuff. Now he's like, I'm save me, please. Somebody save me. I need help. I'm from the country. Please. These woods are too fucking dense. What? I don't. It's gay. How about that? It's just fucking gay, dude. That's gay as shit to me. How long? To literally, sw- like, it's one thing for kid, like, even Kid Rock is fucking nauseating to switch genres the way he did. We knew you couldn't compete with Eminem, so you had to actually stop rapping and start doing songs with Sheryl Crow. The difference is, is MGK had a similar situation. He got devastated by Eminem and started doing pop punk, which doesn't even fucking exist anymore. Not outside of fucking CBGBs or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? And now you got this fucking two-ton guy talking about, I'm going to change the world. Boy, you got six months left. How long was he rapping before he started doing country music? Do you know? Let me, I'll look up that Jelly Roll video right now and give you a time. Because this video was in the early, when people had shit cameras, dog. This was probably filmed on a Nokia and put on YouTube. Okay, so let's say it was 10 years. I, it has to be closer to fucking 20. Okay. No, okay, no. It's on his channel. Jelly Roll, 10-Minute Freestyle, 1.9 million views seven years ago. Okay. 
He's got a shaved head. He's got no beard, no nothing. I don't even think he's got face. He's got neck tattoos and this shit, but you could tell he's clearly, he's got polo on. You know what I mean? Wait, seven years? So 2017? Right. Okay. That You said he was in the, like 3-6 Mafia day. Uh, yes. I'll look that up too. He, he was with 3-6 Mafia in a thing called Snow, which is kind of hard to find. You literally have to type it in, Snow, Lil White, and then it pops up. There's a couple different songs, uh, Mask and Glock. Okay. Uh, Snowin. My favorites was Eyes Like a Chinese. Very fun. There's another guy in the group. He's from Indiana, but I don't know who the okay. fuck he is. See, Jelly Roll 10 Minute Freestyle 12-1-29-09. Posted by, on a channel 14 years okay. ago. 14 years. Okay, so let's say he's been rapping for 15 years. And he got okay. nowhere rapping. Like, because I've heard the name Jelly Roll. I might have heard it. Okay, hold on. Here. Twelve years ago, the snow shit came out. Okay. Twelve. So that's longer than even his 10-minute freestyle. And, hey, you need to watch this video. Eyes like a Chinese, okay? If you don't know anything about Lil White, he is uh, very well known for doing a lot of drugs. He has songs, very popular songs called Oxycontin. You know, uh, I can't remember the other songs. My Smoking Song. And in this video, like the 3-6 Mafia guys filmed this dude fucked up. And it's one of the best music videos I've ever seen. Hilarious. They're literally trying to keep the dude standing. He almost falls into the camera like three times. Eyes are closed the whole time rapping, dude. And he has the first verse. Okay. But <laughs> I love Lil White. Staying true to himself though. You know what I mean? Shout yeah. out Memphis. But he so he he's been rapping fifteen years and he's tried at it. He's tried his best. He's had opportunities like he he was somehow affiliated with three six mafia. You you knew him 15 years ago, like he he had some buzz, but he obviously reached his peak and realized it wasn't going anywhere. Hey, can I tell you this? The first comment is R.I.P. B.P.Z. Mafia. The other kid's name was B.P.Z. I wonder if he's dead. Well, this fool is wild. Anyways, sorry, guys. That's just fun for you. If you want to look into it, check it out. Maybe B.P.Z. I mean, it was it was. Here's the thing, though, Manny. I'm not even saying that this was shit. Jelly could yeah, rap. I mean- he was good. I, I believe he had skill. You spent 15 years doing something. I mean, you do get signed right. at 3-6. He, pro- he probably sure. was hard. He like he he probably was extremely talented. But- Bro, he also even says in his raps that he's like, every every bar, every line I've ever spit was a freestyle. He says this shit. And that, that was like his whole clout thing in the beginning was people saying that this guy was just freestyling. So he does 10 minutes just off the head, bro. That's gonna get you some traction. In fact, let's let's go a little deeper. There's a rapper named Blind Fury. Have you ever heard I of this guy? Blind Fantastic. Fury. Look him up as well. Blind Fury is yeah. a shit, bro. Come on, man. Yaga, you know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. Exactly. That Yaga. That Yaga. Have you ever heard this? Yaga. I'm not sure. I I remember Blind Fury okay. from just like the battles at the 106 and Park days. Absolutely, dude. Nasty boy. When he sang too, he he made Chris Brown and them throw the fucking car. Did you see that clip? Bro, not that I remember. He, your boy can sing. I'm telling yeah. you. But what else going? Hold on, let me. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead, he, go ahead, go ahead. He's rapping 15 years to the best of his ability, and he's got talent. But you and I both know that being talented isn't all it takes to make it in the industry. You also need a whole bunch of luck, some connections, some favors, and you just need to hit it the right way. So if after 15 years of doing it and you're not making money like you should be 
You're not making progress like you should be. You're not getting new fans like you should be. Is it okay to just give up rapping? And if you do give up rapping, like, what do you do next? Should should he have continued rapping and being broke? Should he have quit rapping and become an accountant? Or... You know what I think actually might have happened is I think this guy wasn't in a position to where he was willing to, what do they call it, where you you get like numbers, you you blow up, make contacts Rate with people, uh, no like connect, uh, be in the industry. Yes, yes, he network. wasn't. Yes, yes, he wasn't trying to make the connections. He wasn't going up to DJ Paul like, hey, bro, let me get your number. We can talk on the side. It was kind of like I think he was probably just following these guys. Lil White said, hey, I got this project. Come be on it with me. Let's do this thing. You know what I mean? Whereas now he's he's navigating. He's he's making connections. He's saying, hey, we're doing this over here. Come do this. You know what I mean? Now he's more – it does take time. And I guess there is still a flavor of the jelly roll that I knew in what he does now. So I can't really be that upset. Obviously, this is all jokey joke. I don't really care about spoiler alerts or any of this yeah. shit. Honestly, we're just having fun. But <laughs> truth be told, it's like why isn't anybody upset? Well, True country artist or a country music fan should be like, I, I'd be ups- I would be upset, but the fucking song's a banger. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what it is. A, he's dropping. So I can't, can't be He's mad dropping badges now. If you're a country fan, you didn't know him 15 years ago. And if you're a rap fan, right. you didn't know him 15 years ago. So Right. So, yeah, he's brand new to everybody, buddy. Perfect. <laughs> so, this guy just popped on the scene as a country music artist with a cross on his face. <laughs> He looks country as shit. All right, let me play a little bit of this for you. Tell me if you can hear it, because it's one of the best. I don't hear it. Oh, my God. Manny. We we can have Archman send, send the clip to Arch. How about that? Yeah, I hear it now. That's fucking Blind Fury and Nick Paper. Listen to his first verse, though. Oh, that's Nick Paper. All right. Nope, that wasn't Nick Paper. That was Blind Fury. My bad. Come on, man. Blind Fury's nasty as fuck. Put him on a real track, brother. He sound good as hell. Yeah. Blind as hell, though. <laughs> Blind as shit. I don't think he's got any eyes, man. I don't know. Very fun I stuff. Thought I, this, this Nick, I thought uh, Blind Fury was just a stage name. Like um, I, 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 I thought he just oh like yeah uh, yeah, I, I, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, I like I thought he stopped like he's just rapping super furious yeah, yeah I just stopped <laughs> rapping and took off the glasses yeah yeah just going nuts because it's it's blind fury I get what you're saying yeah he's like no dude I'm actually a blind guy <laughs> like, fucking, like, I have I can't see at all like I thought you were just you're lethal <laughs> just, yeah. dangerous and you're like no nah, just actually can't see. And then you hear him rap, you're like, no, dude, both is true. Both things are true. <laughs> I forget what he sing he he was singing. We're we're putting these motherfuckers on that are we're we're at least putting Oxmad on some new music for sure. Yeah. 
Check out Snow, Blind Fury. What is what is this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm having fun That's doing exactly. it, so I don't give a fuck what they think it is. I'm having fun regardless. Uh, I like that we can go on tangents without – well, I like tangents anyways, but I like that we can go on them and no real restrictions. But, yeah, Jelly Roll, do your thing, man. Yeah. Uh, That's what I say. I don't know why Manny was so upset about I, it. I, I just want him to be authentic to his true self, okay? You know, why, why can't he put some bars in one country song? Why not? Why, why can't he just be a starving, broke um, artist forever? He will never be starving. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You know that. I, hey, here's – okay, you know what? Forget everything I said about Jelly Roll. Do your fucking thing. Here's when I'm going to actually start complaining about him. If he gets skinny. If he, turns, if he loses all that weight and still calls himself Jelly Roll, I'm upset. If he turns his back on the fat community like uh, Adele did. His name. His name, bro. It'd be like if Lil White all of a sudden started painting his face black. What you mean, bro? You ain't Lil White? <laughs> But, hey, here's the thing. Jelly Roll is in a situation now where I think he's got that type of money. You know the type of money where you can have a guy lock your refrigerator (laughs) and then train for fucking 6 o'clock till 6 o'clock? That's what Action... Fun stuff, dude. That's what Action Bronson did. Bro, it's because because these artists think we give a shit how long they last. (laughs) They think we want longevity. Nope. Give us the hits and then hit the road, Jack. There's always another one. No one cares if you're healthy or if you live forever. We just want them bangers. No. Yeah. Well, hey, where's Randy Jackson's latest banger? Didn't that motherfucker lose a bunch of weight and play bass for Journey? Where's your latest shit, dummy? Yeah, we needed that longevity so you could spend that money, dog. I say dog seriously there because you know that was his thing. Lots of jokes on jokes. (laughs) Anyways, ugly man, huh? What were you saying? Fucking, uh... Shit, my my problem was actually gonna be similar to your complaint. Uh, I had to complain a pre-hype. You know what that is? Give me an example of someone who had pre-hype. Uh, I'm, so for me, pre-hype is when something hasn't even come out yet, and people are already like, "This is gonna be the greatest thing. Okay. It's gonna change how you. It's gonna revolutionize art as you know it." And Yep. For me, the most recent example was Scarface, the rapper. He was in Ghetto Boys. He had a song about being schizophrenic. He had another song about being a crazy guy. He had another song about how insane <laughs> he was, but very poetic. Wait, did he have a did he have a song about having mental illness? I don't think he did actually. He he was missing that. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. That's that seems like a, seems like his lane. Go ahead. <laughs> Actually, can I tell you this, Manny? The only reason I even know this fucking guy is because of uh, your mom's house. They played. I don't. I don't like him at all. But he's been on there. Okay. I. I'm, I got a. I got a visual. Put it that way. Uncle that's Lazer. fair. I'm not a. I'm not a huge fan. He. Ghetto Boys had some songs that I really liked. Uh, G code. Uh, still, I think that die, motherfucker, die, motherfucker, steal. Uh, that was them. Mind playing tricks on me. I get why it's a classic. It's some very old school, 
and then he's a rap legend. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not here to disparage him. He is one of the best at what he does. It's just not for me. It's not my time. But recently, like in the last week or two weeks or so, he had one of those NPR Tiny Desk concerts. Oh no! So I'm minding my business, scrolling Twitter, and I see people saying. Scarface has an NPR Tiny Desk concert, and it's gonna change. Dude, I thought you said Zarface. I don't know why I thought you said Zarface. Must be the accent, but uh, yeah, Scarface, different guy than the YMH guy. Sorry, everyone. Oxmad, cut all of that you know out. What's, you know what's funny about <laughs> Zarface? That's a Wu Tang guy, and another guy. That's Inspector Deck and Seven L, I believe. Yeah, I swear you and I talked about it. We mentioned this before. We, we were talking about uh, how Rizzo's basement flooded and Inspector Deck never, okay, yep. he, he never got his okay. debut album out. Manny, it might be a good idea for us to listen to the episodes. Like, maybe just once. <laughs> this might be the signs. <laughs> good idea. Either way. Uh, you know what? I think You know what would be funny, Manny? If we could actually pull it off is to do the same episode every episode. Like somehow managed to talk about the same things. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do we have the fucking fake? It, it's not like who we are as people That's is going to change. We have the same interest from week to week. Sure. If, if I came in next week and I was like, you know what? I've seen every movie now, and instead of Wu Tang, I have an autistic knowledge of the Beatles. <laughs> there you go. That would be funny. But, yeah, uh, that that would be more work though than us just. Tr- I guess maybe it wouldn't be. Might be less work than trying to repeat these episodes. Yeah, we don't have to listen to old shit. We can forget it. <laughs> hey guys, we're always in the present. Just know that whatever time you're in, that's where we are. All right. Uh, but, but, so, anyways, Scarface. Okay, this does it. Does he have a really yes, deep voice yes. when he raps? Okay, super deep voice. He's an old man now. He's like seventy. He. He had a Tiny Desk concert, and the concert isn't out. NPR hasn't released it, but people have listened to it. And these people are on Twitter, and they say it's going to be the best thing in rap and hip-hop in all of 2023. Oh, my God. He, the, the year's Why? ending, and he's sliding in right at the end of the year with something that's going to blow your mind. It's gonna be amazing. It's music on another level. He just understands. He plays the guitar at one point. You won't <laughs> believe he plays the guitar. That's a spoiler. I know, dude. I swear to God, that's the same way that they talk about Prince. But at least Prince was, you know, he was more versatile in that aspect. But that's what people will do. They'll be like, Prince was fucking so good. He plays all the instruments. You're like, fucking. There's a lot of kids that do that shit. It's not exactly. whatever, man. It's the fucking songs were good. You wrote good songs. It's not because he played drums. Also, who gives a shit? I listened. Right, to, I listened to the Tiny Desk concert. I was gonna listen to it anyway because I was like, oh, Scarface. I remember him. He's a legend. Let Let's see what he does. And- sure. Was he just standing there? Was he just standing there with a DJ behind him, or was there a full band? That's also? a full band. It's a tiny desk concert. That's always yeah, a full band. I think he, he might have had his son playing in the band, or his. Hey, hey, Manny. Yeah. Hey, it might always be a full band, but guess what? Doesn't gotta be. It doesn't gotta be. Hey, doesn't doesn't gotta be nope. right? All he needs is a tape. Play the exactly. tape. Exactly. 
Because that's what you know what I mean. There, nobody needs to play real drums on a on a song that didn't have real drums. <laughs> you know, it might have had a little bit of real drums, depending on what they sample. But you get my point. You just need to press play on a thing. You don't need five guys. You you really don't. But he goes. I watch it. It's a Tiny Desk concert. It's fine. And I would feel like, oh, that was pretty good if it wasn't for all the pre-hype that set my expectations above the moon. You know what? I love this. I love this a lot, dude. I like it because I'm such a cynical dickhead that when that happens, and you might agree that this is why you're saying this, that I'm like, this is going to be absolute shit because you said that this is going to be, it's going to change the fucking world. I'm going to watch this and be like, this is absolute dog shit. I feel the same way about a lot of fights, you know, the MMA fights, uh, these huge title fights. I can look at these guys and I'm like, no, this is going to be boring as fuck, dude. I just feel it because you know why? You're too excited about it because you're too excited about it. I know it's going to suck. And then I watch it and I'm like, I was right. So strange. I'm the same way 90% of the time. But every once in a while, I get tricked. I fall for it. And I'm like, I don't know why, but I believe you this time. I like I like Scarface as a guy. I don't know much about him, but this is my opportunity to learn more. And you're telling me this is going to blow my fucking head off. And then I'm like, oh, it's good. Right. It it wasn't bad. It was good. But I would have thought it was Hell a yeah. lot better if you weren't telling me that it's the greatest thing ever last week. And it's just the fact that sure. I don't mind being spoiled on what happens in a movie. I do mean I do not like being spoiled on how I should feel about it. On it's either gonna be great right, thing right. or the yeah. worst thing. It's fucking life changing, yeah. mate. It's gonna wreck you. <laughs> You're like, I, I watched it, it was fucking awesome, but I'm yeah. still the same guy I was. Because <laughs> like, most people have the wings didn't sprout. Exactly. Most people have bad taste. So why why do I care how it affected you? It affects me differently. Okay. Let me throw another example at you and tell me if you agree. The movie Cats. Okay. Okay? Because the, the goddamn play, the musical, whatever it was, was so huge. I mean, I remember this being talked about all through my high school years. Hey, fucking Cats, we're going to put on a, our own version at the school. You know what I mean? That's, it was that big. And then the movie comes. And and you hear it coming, and people are nonstop talking about this. Yeah, they got fucking James Corden. They got Dame Judi Dench. Whoever the fuck. They got CeeLo Green. Who was the guy that's dick got cut out? What's his name? His dick. 50 Cent? Well, who's the guy? His dick. Jason Derulo. You're welcome. I know everything. Anyways, I didn't even see this movie. I just know information. So anyways, very smart guy over here <laughs> telling you shit about cats. All right. I have not seen this, but my point is, is the pre-hype was right there where it's like, Obviously, there was people that were. How about this? Better example. What's that fucking one that was on Disney? Jefferson? <laughs> what was it? The what about the presidents? Yeah, what's this? I, who's the guy? I don't even remember. That's how much. Washington? Nope. Lincoln. <laughs> I don't know, dude. You can keep naming, and I'll never get it. John Quincy uh, Adams. Thomas Edison? Nope, that's not it. Roosevelt? Who? It was a movie about. It was a play about a president. It was super big time, and then Disney Hamburger. essentially. Disney basically just took the play and filmed it. They didn't make it into an, a film, right, per se. I didn't watch it either. I have no fucking idea what they did. I'm just making stuff up as I go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, I'm trying to make a point because I, I already know that that's what happened. I can guarantee it. Go watch fucking the movie, whatever it is. <laughs> we can't even name it. <laughs> yeah, but then it also happens in the reverse. Where 
since we're talking about, I was going to try to keep this on examples we have seen, but one we haven't sure, seen. Sure, yes, that's better. <laughs> is the movie uh, Freddy Got Fingered. I know you've seen it. And okay. a lot of people say that it's the worst movie ever made. And they're like, that movie's trash, it's garbage. It got awful reviews when it came out. People whose opinion I trust tell me that it's one of the greatest comedies ever made. But I hey, people I trust have said it's awful too. And I watch it, I'm still like, you're wrong. Exactly. This is great. This is a fun trip for me. That's what a movie's supposed to be. Get me out of here, dude. Hey, you know movies I want to watch? Not horror, not action, not comedy. I want the genre of get me out of here. <laughs> that's it it's one of those hey i don't want to think thoughts in my brain no more get me out of here is my favorite type of movie what the fuck are we talking about yeah. that's the name of the episode get me out of here exactly i'm just kidding make up an actual funny title that's stupid that's, as shit all right <laughs> but yeah uh basically the whole concept of people tell you how to feel about something before it comes out and they have no fucking yeah, yeah. clue uh blah 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 that also that, that ties into what i said about just a spoiler alert. It's like people are so unwilling or too willing to share their opinion about a thing and give it a, a review real quick instead of being like, I liked it. Yeah. And then you say, do you think I'll like it? Well, I liked it. We seem to be friends. I think you'll like it. And then you get to experience it for yourself. And then you guys conversate later on the couch and you say, ah, I fucking hated it. It was not worth $18. You know what I mean? And he's like, well, I liked it because of so-and-so's part. And you're like, well, fair enough. Can we continue to be friends? Absolutely. But people who don't do that anymore, they're fucking morons. Anyways, go ahead. Okay. Um, I have another complaint here. It's called losing respect of the Helium staff because I sat through Sam Hyde's stand-up show twice. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, that's so long, but we need the entire thing as the name of this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. That'll, that'll, that'll track, especially on YouTube. Why twice? Uh, We're performing later? No, because I went to go see it with my friends, and they were okay. very excited to see Sam Hyde doing stand-up. They bought the, I don't... they bought tickets, and they bought tickets for two shows. They bought the ticket for the first show, then they were like, he's doing the second show, and they bought the tickets for the second show. And these are friends who I don't get to see that often. So I was like, if you're yeah, going to be in town, I'm going to be right there with you, hanging out. Sure, and I was curious. I was interested in it to see it the first time because I do think Sam Hyde's a funny individual. I haven't seen right. everything he's done. I have no idea. But you know, because you're a comedian, how different it is. Oh yeah, right. That's the curiosity. You're like, can he pull that off though? Being funny on a on a fucking YouTube channel, a podcast, whatever is so much more simplified than going and doing an act on a stage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can sit here and just be jerk-offs and people will laugh at shit that we don't even think is funny. You know what I mean? Like, you and I not even giggling at anything. And there'll be people that was like, I really like that part where he was talking about, you know, not having a shirt on while he podcasts. That's hilarious. You're like, but it wasn't a joke. He was just saying a thing. Yeah. But when you go on stage, you have to have this. And But Sam Hyde has such a reputation, he right? Does. He's yeah. kind of, I think, like, he'd be more dark, right? Well, leaning more it's like i'm gonna say something a little extravagant here yeah he, <laughs> maybe about doja cat yeah he, he he was very extravagant i mean the show itself everything you would expect from sam hyde he was wild he he was funny but he wasn't 
good at stand-up is my review. I, I did love. Okay, so he was entertaining then. He was a good. He was a performer. He yes, could perform. He 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 performed. Okay. He was entertaining. He was wild. He was out there. Um, I like it. Can well, I ask one other thing? Yeah. What did he wear to either show? Um, his usual sort of shtick, or did he put on a suit and act, you know, real gimmicky or anything? No, it was usual, like uh, okay. black shirt, jeans, maybe. Louis K style. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. No, right. Nothing, nothing too noticeable. I'm right. I'm halfway blind right now. I need to see the eye doctor, so I'm not in it for the visual. But like, <laughs> he he uh. He 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 didn't have to. He didn't have a lot of material. Like he he did an hour show each time. I would say he had about twenty minutes worth of material. Oh, but he has got to be horrifying. He had the audience transfixed the whole oh, hour. Oh, for sure. So that's find I, your way. Yeah, as a as a stand up and a performer, I learned a lot watching him because it was something where. In a lot of topics or jokes where me as a stand-up who's used to doing five-minute sets because I mostly do open mics, I don't get the showtime or stage time to do an hour in a row. I'm used to like, sure. I I write a joke, I throw it out there, I see if it's funny, I move on to the next joke. Sam, sure. Sam Hyde, he writes a joke, he gets to milk it. He stays on it for a long time and he stretches it from different angles and ways that if you're more experienced as a stand-up, you're probably like, hey, I've got what I could get from this. Yeah. Let yeah. me throw it. You have it. that one yeah. You have the one angle already knocked down, the one that makes the most sense and gets the most laughs because you've tested it. Yeah, let me move on. But he's like an mm-hmm. Indian getting all the meat from the buffalo, like I like that. He's doing everything he can. And I'm like, okay, that's something that I can work on. And he also... I just want to say this. It is a wild thing when you see these cats that can actually not so much even just pull off the idea of stand-up, but get enough of a a following where it's like they're requiring you to do live shows. Yeah. You're missing out on so much money if you don't. So you come up with something, dude. (laughs) You know Exactly. And I know that Sam Hines... He's been at like the uh, the Legion of Skanks thing, uh, what yeah. Skankfest, Skankfest, and he's probably got Louis J. Gomez in his ear, like fucking Joe Rogers and everyone's ears, telling him to start a yeah, podcast. Even if they didn't, though, even if he didn't, he he would see it. Yeah, he, how do you not see it? Yeah, You're he, like, that's insane. I can just perform on stage for an hour doing whatever the fuck. I'm Sam Hyde. You know what I mean? I can I, do essentially whatever, and people will be fine with it. They'll pay. Your friends bought tickets for two nights. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the, the same people going to see probably a different show because of the material, you know, having the lack of the actual full time limit. But that's what makes it exciting. Exactly. You're not going in there looking at this guy doing this fucking robotic set. You know, you get and it's Sam Hyde. Yeah. So when people think of that character, you're like, I go in here and see I can fucking see anything. I don't even know if he's going to try doing stand up. Exactly. You know, it could be. <laughs> and, and he was a magic show. I don't know. He, and he was that character. It's funny you said magic show because spoiler alert, I'm going to tell one of his jokes right now. He's on stage. He's ripping. He's roaring. And he goes, the magicians in the audience are going to like this one. And then he says, invisibility. <laughs> and he Oh, no. Him with his fucking six foot three giant of a man self says invisibility, then 
he lurches off the stage onto the tables in front of him and he starts walking on the tables pretending oh to God. be just a floating mic. And he's like, I bet you're wondering how this mic is floating, moving as if <laughs> by nothing. And he starts throwing people's food all over the place. My friends, yeah, very, grown, yeah, yeah. They they had mustard on them at by the end of the night, and they were happy about it. I love it. So I was like, yeah, wow. that's exactly what I would expect. Yeah. Some wild shit. That's what I think people bought the tickets for, you know. Exactly. And there's certain people that can get away with that, but then you got guys that are like, oh, I have this one thing that I do on TikTok. I'm gonna actually try to do a stand up act, and it comes off like cheesy. You know, like you're 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 doing what you think a stand up act is. That's not who you are or what made you be able to sell tickets you know what i mean it's like for instance nick mullen on a podcast isn't the same as what i heard what i saw on the fucking his dragon special yeah i mean it's it's different art forms and that's and that's fine but what i'm saying is that's that's easier to translate a little bit when it's a podcast to a stand-up situation but these guys that aren't doing stand-up whatsoever they have never stepped foot, but they're selling tickets because of their they're popular on whatever social media it is, right? They sell tickets. People want to come see them. They have to be able to pull off something like Sam Hyde, and they can't because he already has that reputation ingrained, yeah. right? People are going because it's going to be wild. You can't do that with fucking, what's his name, Jack Doherty or whatever, fucking kick guy, you know, the stupid kid with the fucking mop hair. I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, these these um, guys don't have that same capability where Sam said, I'm going to sell tickets. I can. I'm missing out on this large market. Why not do a live show, pretend it's stand-up, and just entertain my people? Exactly. I don't think Dylan... Having that ability makes it easy. There's a comfort to it. I don't... You went out there feeling no pressure. I don't think Dylan Mulvaney could get on stage and entertain people for an hour. <laughs> there you go. That's, a, good, that's a better example. <laughs> people are going to know the Jack Doherty one that I said, but not a big enough name. Yours was much better. Okay. That's why we. That's why we do this, folks. Me and Manny get... We'll find the best reference. I swear to God, he doesn't watch movies, but yeah. <laughs> a, he knows pop culture. All right. But the helium staff, a it was my first time. I tickets sold out fast, so I didn't get a chance to buy a ticket. Or my friend bought a ticket for me, but then our other friend didn't get a chance to buy. And I was like, well, I know some people who work at Helium. Let me see if I can get in for free. And it turns out I okay. could. That's a skill that. It, that that's a perk that I recently realized is available to all comics. If you go in, I should be telling this on podcasts, but no one listens. So who who the fuck cares? If you no real comedians for sure, <laughs> unless Oxmad's doing open mics. Yeah, well, if if you, if if you go up to the booth, the ticket collecting guy, you tell him that you're a comic. They're like, hey, yeah, we've got a section where the comics are allowed to sit and stand in the corner. You can watch the show for free. It, that was good. <laughs> you know, hey, it would have been funny if you said, you can't see the show, though. <laughs> There's a place where the comics can stand and hang out, but you you can't watch the show at all. <laughs> you can't even see the stage. <laughs> You're like, what's this for then? Why am I here? Just standing in this box? All right. That was good. Sorry, I just got the no, That's funny. That that was good to know, but it was also something that I hadn't done before. I'd only done for this show, sure, sure. and I didn't know who to talk to if I'd get in trouble with it for it. Right. So I was super nervous, plus I drank a bunch of coffee, excited to go see my friends. <laughs> Just got a shit in public. Yeah, well, <laughs> drinking caffeine makes me nervous. 
So I'm texting this guy like, are you sure that I'll be able to get in even though I don't have a ticket? I don't know. And then we show up early like, and they're like, oh, this guy really wants to see Sam Hyde. And they're like, Sam Hyde must be hilarious. And Sam Hyde goes up, he entertains (laughs) the audience, but he's not good at stand-up comedy. And I don't mean that to say he's not funny. He's very funny. Right. He's very funny on stage, but he there's a lot of jokes that you see the punchline coming from a mile away. There's a lot of okay. offensive jokes that if you're not part of Sam Hyde's audience, you don't think. Absolutely. Like, I get that. Anytime he dropped the N word, people would, the audience would cheer. They're like, yes, this is, we came here to, let, That's, to yeah. hear Sam Hyde say nigga. But, <laughs> but if, I were to say the exact same joke in a random room, I'd be booed out. And I and watching it, I was thinking like, yeah, that I'd see why these people think they're funny, but I know that you wouldn't be able to get away with that in the comedy John three blocks away at the open mic also happening right now. I know that you wouldn't be able to get away with that in a lot of clubs, but he's in front of his audience, so it's working out. And Right. That was the difference between the second show and the first show. Because the first show sold out instantly. The second show, people were able to bring their friends who, like, maybe weren't so as familiar with Sam Hyde. And uh-huh. it, for Sam Hyde, that should be an opportunity as a stand-up comedy, as a stand-up comedian, to gain new fans. People are like, oh, yeah, I hear this guy's funny. Let me see what type of jokes he tells. Let me see what type of yeah. points he makes. But his point, instead of figuring out a smart and funny way to say the offensive thing, mm-hmm. the joke was, it's funny that this is offensive, which is yeah, like, after a month of doing comedy, you should be trained out of that because you're not going to get yep. laughs. You're going to get a bunch of angry people. So at one point it's... in the second show, someone interrupts and says, why do you have to say the N-word so much? And Sam looks at him and goes, because I'm a real nigga. <laughs> and oh my God. the audience burst into a laughter. And I'm just there knowing that the, the all the staff there saw me excited, waiting in line, nervously texting, I need to go see this guy. And he can't tell a well-crafted nigga joke. If, if you're a comedian in Philly, you've got a naked joke if you're white or black. <laughs> you, you've got one. And you, you, you've been working on it forever. <laughs> Just constantly crafting the perfect N-word joke. Have <laughs> you figured out... I'm way, in the lab. Leave me alone, mother. <laughs> you figured out a way to say it. <laughs> that won't get your ass kicked. <laughs> right, 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 right. They got to really be crafty. Instead, he's just like blatantly like, yeah, you know, this is offensive words. Exactly. <laughs> this will get you riled up. So, so, What even is that? What's riled up? It's such a weird. Oh, well, it, it turns you into Riley from the boondocks. That's what being riled up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'll take it. For sure. so, so Shout out boondocks. <laughs> so I've been like, I'm learning a lot because his level of skill is a lot closer to my level of skill where it's like, if you're if you've never done jujitsu, you learn more from rolling with a blue belt than you will from rolling with a black belt. Cause the black belt's gonna be doing stuff that you don't understand. But the blue sure. belt's gonna be doing stuff like, okay, I can figure out how what I thought was wrong and 
maybe I don't understand everything, but I learned this little bit. So I did learn a lot yeah. watching his shows and I was taking notes, but it also clearly was not a black belt performance. And these guys are there every night seeing black belt performances very close to the black belt. So they're like, Manny, you could have done better than him at some of these jokes. So why were you so then, excited to see this white man? So this is what we do. You reach out to Sam Hyde and say, I'd love to help you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he would uh, accept that reach out, especially if this episode yeah. somehow gets back to him. But that's also part of why I want Dude, he would hear this and be like, he he is beloved. <laughs> they absolutely love me. We've said nothing but good things. <laughs> We're like, he did exactly the Sam Hyde thing. Yeah. And he sold tickets twice yeah. to the same people. Perfect. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that that right there, that sentence you said to me about them buying the tickets for both shows, sort of was a big. It's a big deal. Yeah. You know when you want like, not many. You can't really say this about a lot of like actual stand up acts that you're going to be able to buy tickets for both nights and expect a different show. You can with Sam Hyde. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be different. It's, it's going to be different, and it's funny because you saw. And this wasn't even two separate nights. It's the same night back to back. I saw him throw out jokes from the first set in the second set. Like, he still had the setup, but then he realized, like, that joke didn't work or land as I thought it would the first time. So here's a different angle that I've also been thinking of. So okay. you, you saw him work on it in real time. But it's well, that's good. At least he's kind of doing that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Not just leaving it live. Yeah, he's a smart guy. And he's a lot more thoughtful and considerate than his persona is. Like, he stayed afterwards. He shook everyone's hand. He took photos. You could tell he was there to, like, try and be more, figure out how he He's not taking himself seriously. Yeah, how to get more mainstream appeal also and not just be the guy who's a school shooter on Fox News every other day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you look, you know... know. (laughs) Exactly. So, so it worked out. Well, yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, I, I, what, what, was it different for you this uh, second night in comparison to the first night, as far as like your intrigue on what you were possibly able to learn? Uh, I learned the same things, but I knew what to look for the second time. And okay, then, so you were trying to see like if you had changed and switch this up, do this part here, yeah, move this joke there. Exactly. And was I, the first show the wild one where he went on the tables and shit or what? He he did that both shows. That was Wow, that was part of the ah, wow. Yeah, that was part that's of awesome. That. That's <laughs> that's him being Sam Hyde. He's like, now's the part where I pretend to be invisible. Hold on, everyone. Yes. <laughs> that's that's just something. He looks he looks out, he sees his one friend in the crowd and off to the side, you know, standing off to the side and he gives him the nod like Now's the showstopper. Hold your drinks, people. Now I'm invisible. This is just a mic floating. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's funnier than the actual bit itself. Knowing, you know, winking to a guy like, here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yes. But he, it, it was good. He, it was wild. It was funny because he had hecklers both shows, but he had different okay. types of hecklers each show. Because the first time, it was like autistic kids who were trying to guess the punchline or trying to get him to make references to specific jokes. And then the second time, it was people who weren't expecting Sam Hyde and they were honestly offended. So I felt bad for him like having to deal with that that much because if he was a more traditional stand-up, he wouldn't 
he wouldn't be in that situation as much, and he'd be more experienced in dealing with that because he's used to dealing with shows that are produced, you know, that don't right. don't take place in front of. Even if it is a live audience, it's a small live audience. It's a contained live audience. So, and they can take a second take. So that was interesting. I learned a lot, but I feel like the helium. Well, well let me ask one more question. Yeah. Did he did he just come out, or did he have openers or anything like this? A pre performance, something. He had openers. Were they actual comedians though? No, it was someone. No. I don't know the whole MDE team. Okay. It was just other guys from his channel, probably. Yeah. So the people who I was with knew him all. Nick Roachford was there. Uh, One of the openers said it was his first time ever doing stand up. And did they try to actually do stand up sets though? Yes they they were all trying more stand up sets. And okay, it it was honestly kind of because they were coming with like jokes, and the audience loved them and loved what they were saying, but they weren't getting laughs, and you could tell that they expected laughs. And I was just watching, like, yeah. So what does that mean? They just like that they said words in a row? Yes, yes. The, the audience <laughs> he, was look, like, he speaks. I, I am happy to see this person speaking. <laughs> okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Because of the fandom of the person, yeah. they could have said anything. Exactly. <laughs> And, wow, how cool would that be, Manny? You know, yeah. you ever think about that? I, I've been <laughs> just being just being Gwen Stefani and starting stand up. You're like, fucking, they already like me. It's so crazy. I've been fantasizing <laughs> about that ever since I saw it, and that that's also part of when I realized, yeah, I made the right decision by taking it easy on grinding out on the open mics because that's not what matters in the end. It's like with Jelly Roll. It doesn't matter how good you yeah, are dude. at freestyle. Let's rely on the on this. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 let let's let your stand up comedy career rely on this podcast having any sort of success. And you're gonna be like, I'm actually selling tickets now because of this show. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Guys, go see Manny wherever the fuck he is, man. Don't play around. All right, Oxmad, go see Manny, dude. <laughs> Just the one guy we know him by name. <laughs> You'll see it. Oh, that's insane. I think that's going to happen. I think we're going to, all of our fans, we're going to know personally. This is going to be like, yeah, this is my brother, Steven. <laughs> I mean, it, ha- it does happen. Uh, Steve did like it. I, I, I do know a lot of uh, Roy and Richard's friends know each other personally. Cause I- I'm sure they do when you're when you're in a group chat for that long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or a Discord. You, te- you know, you tend to become friendly. Exactly. Also, uh, Joe... <laughs> Joe List, Mark Norman. A lot of times when I see him live, they're like, "Oh, Hold hey." They, what to you? Uh, not to me, but to oh, that'd be cool, dude. That'd be really yeah. cool. But, uh, since you were in the uh, Philly comedy scene, you mentioned Lemare. Um, do you know Sean Gardini? No, actually, I uh, I have. You've heard of him, though. Yeah, yes? I know who he is. I just I haven't Buddy, met him. He. I don't know how how into the MSSP world you are, Matt and Shane. It's one of my favorites. I still just enjoy the podcast. Very fun stuff. And I happen to get – there's a Patreon episode that's on YouTube now that they had just put out. And towards the end, they interview Sean about one of his recent shows. And I'm only going to tell you a little bit about the story because I'm more curious about yours. Okay. Um, He shares a story about him performing as a headliner, and it's the first show that his parents have ever been to. Okay, Sean's headlining. His parents are there, and there's like Kevin Farley. Okay, Chris Farley's brother is there before him performing, and nobody's there. 
So Sean says to himself, like anybody would, oh, fuck. (laughs) Nobody's here to see Chris Farley's brother. I don't know what my chances are, you know? So, of course, he's nervous. And his parents are there, too. Imagine when you can see him. (laughs) You're on stage performing, and they're there because no one's in front of him or beside him. You're like, oh, there's fucking Greg. (laughs) I mean, Dad. Anyways, there's a a man in the front, and – I guess Sean starts to do some crowd work, sort of asks him where he's from, that type of deal. And the guy literally starts going, don't fuck with me, man. And then he says something else like he ends up start. Sean starts turning and going at him, roasting him. Right. And it gets bad. They start really it's because it's quiet, dude. Nobody's laughing. Everybody's uncomfortable. Now, this isn't my story. This is just a fun story that he shared. But it ends with a highlight for me. Okay. Okay. They go back and forth. They say a lot of shit. And eventually, the this guy's a fat man sitting there, and he says something about fucking Sean's mom. And she's there. You know what I mean? She's in the room. So at a certain point, she goes, she just goes out loud, I can't, and then runs outside, okay? And then Sean's dad starts jumping in, dude, fucking going at this guy, just back and forth. Oh, you fucking pussy, <laughs> all this different shit. They tried to chase him down after the show. It got very weird. But I bring this up because that, to me, is more interesting than any actual crowd work, okay? When something goes that wild, where the guy doesn't want to play, where somebody throws a drink on stage. Have you seen any of this thing, any of this type of, I guess, violence uh, in your days of being on stage? Whether it's not, whether it's you or somebody else, just I'm curious about that. I haven't seen anything that turned or looked like it might be actual violence. I've seen like okay. arguments, nothing too wild. Um, I'm trying to think. I think like you see somebody taken out, like drunk talking shit, and they, the security just drags them out. Two times. The first time was the guy who got upset at Sam Hyde. Well, the second time. Most recent time was the guy who got upset at Sam Hyde for saying nigga too much. And then, really? So you saw this recently? Yeah, that was last Monday. Damn. I mean, what is he screaming stuff as he's being dragged out, or is he just half asleep? No, he, he, he was screaming stuff at Sam, and then he got asked to leave, and he wasn't screaming as he was being asked to as he <laughs> Did was he leaving. scream Red Bar's watching? <laughs> Uh, I think if he was, I don't even know. Yeah, I think if he was a Red Bar fan, he'd be more comfortable with the N word. (laughs) (laughs) He would have said Red Bar's watching, and Sam would have been like, "Great!" And the guy would have just sat back down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Uh, Uh, Yeah, but I'm always curious about those guys because you can see it looks so elegant. You know what I mean? The way that stand up is presented to the world, it looks classy it looks like everyone's got their their arms folded uh, not in us not in an angry way but just in a i'm listening and paying attention way right that that's not really how it always is no so talk talk to me about this other time it usually is like that the other time it was at a a bar called two street it's actually the bar that i see lamar at most often when he is in philly it's a mic that he started and I don't think it was anything special going on that night. We just started a late show. A guy's on stage, and he's not even saying anything wild. He's a newer guy. He's kind of bombing. It kind of happens a lot over there. And some dude is just at the bar, drunk old man. 
he actually reminded me a lot of what I've seen of Stuttering John, which it was weird. Wait, the guy in the crowd? Yes, the guy in the crowd. He okay. he, he was just an old like something <laughs> misery type yeah, of fellow, middle of Pennsylvania. Shoes are dirty, on the wrong feet. Yes, just <laughs> drunk out of his mind, and he goes, "What the fuck is this?" And the guy's like, what? I'm trying to work on a new bit here. And he's like, I can bust balls better than this. What the fuck is this? I I should be busting balls. And then the bartender, tiny girl, shout out to Tara. She smoked crack before, but I don't think she got (laughs) Nice. (laughs) She's in recovery now. Shout out. (laughs) uh, I think she was only one time, but I was scrolling Instagram and she was on a podcast telling that story. I was like, what? I did not know that about you, Tara. I mean, even if it's just the one time, that's a story you tell. Yeah. You keep that one locked and loaded (laughs) on a podcast. All right. So this is time I smoked crack. (laughs) She kindly asked a fella to leave and he left. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so it's it's usually not too wild, especially at open mics. You're not expecting high-level comedy. I mean, think about it, dude. We can still – maybe uh, this is what I'm more curious about because you're sort of in the underground area where you could see this stuff. People more willing to engage with somebody without getting in trouble. You know, like if somebody rushed the stage while Andrew Schultz was on the thing, it's going to go viral, right? Yeah. We can count as comedy fans probably the the, what, two or three – maybe there's four guys that have ever been attacked on stage. And they're huge now, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, right? Jim Jeffries. Yeah. Steve Byrne. Who else? After the, uh, what was the, not Dave Chappelle, after the Chris Rock one, I saw a lot of sort of underground black comics getting rushed on stage, appearing on wow. just Instagram all the time. Like, okay. like in a serious manner, like they were actually be, like people were really trying them. I think half were old videos that like were people tried them, and the other half were just uh, skits that they pre-planned because okay. of it. And it's Instagram, so who can tell what's real and what's fake? But you're absolutely right. It, like shout out, shout out, titties. Yeah, I do feel like it happens a lot more if you're in uh, I, what they refer to as the Chitlin circuit which I haven't okay. had enough experience to be in any circuit, um, in the local <laughs> Philly circuits. Uh, but, like, it, sure. if you spend a lot of time in black clubs, it, I can see how it's likely to happen. But uh-huh. what I see more often than not is if a comedian's doing badly... So Wait, hold on. Let me ask you. Are you saying that, like, black people like to fight more? Or what, what are you saying? Uh, I'm... <laughs> I'm saying that black people are very... Wait, wait, hold on. Let me ask you. What if it's a magician on stage? How do they feel? <laughs> it depends what type of magic he be doing. I, that's fair. That's fair. If he fucking disappears, bro, it's over with. I'm going to find him. If, if they pull the Sam Hyde invisibility, they might lose their minds. That goes way different. I think they'd still like the N-word bit, though. That's just me. You know what I mean? I think they'd still... <laughs> A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of times, if someone's doing bad, it's not like you're in the audience thinking, "I want to fight this person." Sure, you're you don't you forget that you're in the audience. You 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 pay the guy on the stage no mind. You start having a conversation with the dude next to you. You start to you're you're just yeah you you just ignore the topic and. 
what what I've seen more often is a guy like up there trying to like speak his heart out and nobody's listening. They might as well, they could put the mic down, walk off stage, go take a piss for five minutes, come back on stage, and no one would notice that they were gone. That's the bombs that you see okay. more often. Now, how does how do you think they feel, though? Do you think that, like, of course it's going to be more aggressive if somebody is trying to verbally attack you, stand up and yell shit or throw something at you, right? But the general trope is, like, the tomato thing. I ah, huck a tomato at this guy. Who's eating whole tomatoes anyways in the audience? That's just an odd thing. Is the chef coming out from the back? And he's, you know what I mean? Very strange. Never made any sense. But George Bush almost got hit with the shoe. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So have you seen anything like that? Somebody tossing something on a stage? It could be a good thing. Maybe uh, like a rock show. It's a, it's a panties or a bra or something or a disgusting shoe. I don't know. I'm just curious about this world because I know you got stories for sure. No, I haven't seen anything too wild. It's, it's not as exciting as you think it's going to be, especially if you're not on the road that much. But okay, so like different cities make, that'll make a huge difference. Yeah, exactly. Different cities okay. and different situations, because uh, that's right. where you're more likely to be like thrust into a situation where, like, it's not an interesting story, but a thing that happened is one of the first shows I went to. It was at a bar, and there was something wrong with their mic on stage. So mm-hmm. instead of actually performing on stage. It was just the comedians who showed up to the bar. And then we all took turns going behind the bar and just doing our bits to the other comedians. And eventually, like two, three comics in, uh, people come in to drink at the bar and they're like, oh, hey, what's going on? We didn't realize this is a comedy show. And now they're just sitting and <laughs> drinking awkward, watching people do comedy. And one of them even was like, oh, yeah, I'll sign up and I'll do it. And they're like, you know what? This wasn't an open mic, but sure, you can go up. <laughs> oh That's pretty fun. Yeah. So it- Got to make the best of the situation. But that, I, I ask this because I, I wonder if it's because of the times. Do you feel like it's a little bit different now? There's a little, like people's, their their taste for comedy is sort of, it's not refined. If that's fair to say, there are some people that, that it is, you know, but there are more or less people that are going to laugh at the jackassery type of stunts than somebody who's putting together a well-crafted joke. Right. Because it's simple. It's easy. We can get away with, you know, putting our balls into a mousetrap and somehow that's hilarious because I'm getting hurt. Ha ha. Funny, funny. But you craft together beautiful words and something that's almost poetic. People are sitting there listening. Whether or not it's funny is the attention there. The drinking, I think, might play a huge part in all of that. You know, uh, people being shit faced in the crowd. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to this guy in this fucking tuxedo up here talking about whatever the fuck I could give a shit about his home life. You know what I mean? Not funny. But if there's a guy up there with his shirt off crushing beers like Steve Austin, all of a sudden now he's the funniest guy I've ever seen. And you're like, but is that comedy? You know, if if people I guess what I say, sorry, I long I made that too long. My point is, do you feel people are purposefully more well behaved because of the popularity of comedy? Or do you think it has to do simply with just like, oh, you can get in trouble for this now? People are going to be more aware. They're going to film you on the phone, yelling at this fucking guy, looking like an asshole. You're going to be mocked on the internet, whatever it might be. I'm just, I don't know. You tell me. Okay. That that question evolves. <laughs> that's all I want to know is the last part. I don't know how I got on the tangent in the first part. <laughs> but So I think if anything, from what I've seen, people have actually become worse behaved at comedy shows because... <laughs> They're more 
familiar with Tommy. And what I mean by worse behaved is they go expecting to heckle because they've seen all these clips of people heckling and they're like, oh yeah, it's an interactive thing where the crowd gets a part. They want to do crowd, it's like they want to be a part of the crowd work. They want to crack jokes of their own. They want to help you out if they don't feel like you're working up to something fast. Everybody's so cool just being made fun of now. Yeah, exactly. You, me now. Yeah. (laughs) Me next. (laughs) It's so weird. It's like you're only cool with that because you're shit-faced, brother. Yeah, but... If if you know how deep he he cuts you, (laughs) when you go home later, you're going to cry into a pillow. Trust me. But, but for the most part, if you go to a comedy show knowing that you like not walking into a bar and all of a sudden, wait, this isn't a bar, it's a comedy show. But if you know, if the destination when you leave your house is a comedy show, you're going to go try to enjoy comedy. And you might be disappointed sure. that it's not as good as you thought it would be. Or you might be, you're not going to be like, upset or tried to make a scene and I don't think that's been very different throughout history from my experience okay. I haven't been doing it in the 80s yeah. or 90s to tell you what it was like back then well you could imagine right yeah. <laughs> alright what else we got man this has been a long one I feel it has we're killing it we, and we haven't sorry Oxman we're just gonna keep doing this just every episode's longer I mean Kind of, stuff as well. That is kind of the general progression of shows. Eventually, but, that's true. Well, we should have, we should have started really short. Here's a three minute show. I'm Patty. That's Manny. Goodbye. All right. We should have. I, what is it? Complaints? We got clips. We do have clips. Uh, I, <sighs> I found a podcast and oh damn! I closed the window where I had the podcast description. Oh, well, so much for being a professional, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Uh, it's I only expect so much out of you, dude. The least you could do is be a professional. It's because I, <laughs> I was too busy looking up the diarrhea story. And then I told Oh, that's fun. Did you do that? Wait, did you do that in real time? Yeah. Oh, my God, I love it. Because I was like, there's no fucking way he had this pre-planned and knew I was going to talk about diarrhea. How insane. No, it's like he also had a diarrhea poem real quick. Yeah, no, I, I remembered I heard about it recently. I looked it up and the points you were making were like points that they make later on. But yeah. I'm all about efficiency, dude. Exactly. So I found <laughs> the description of the podcast. I did not write down the name of the podcast but it's okay. oh stuff your mom never told you so it's i mean too long you know <laughs> don't leave it to the judges is a long ass fucking name but come on man <laughs> i gotta get the point across this guy's fucking you know if your mom didn't tell you on a wednesday after church exactly like what the fuck shorten it guy he's like i can't wait till i can make this into an acronym and just use the first letters <laughs> still too long s m n t w g h i you guys know? Remember? <laughs> Remember? Put that on a shirt, goddammit. All right. <laughs> it's got to be a long sleeve. All right. So it's hosted by Kristen Tonga and Carolyn Urban. I don't know if we'll be able to tell them apart. It's Tough Your Mom Never Told You. It's an audio podcast from House Tough Works that gets down to the business of being women from every imaginable angle. Fueled by boundless curiosity and rigorous research, so it sounds. Like- All right, can I say this? Yeah. Before you say, before you say your thing, I just want to say this because I've done a lot of podcasts and we know this. Most prolific podcast alive. 
I've also listened to a lot of podcasts, but here's what sucks, dude. I can never decide if it makes more sense to have a super long, intricate, detailed description of your shit or just be like, ah, it's a show. <laughs> I don't have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is it better to be? I don't care. Sorry for bringing it up. Uh, maybe, I'll leave. Maybe, maybe it. <laughs> For SEO, if people are doodling, it like the more words you have in the description that people might be doodling, the better it comes out. Uh, it also depends on the audience because we've got. Uh, but see, I look, I look at it like this. I look at it like if I was to read it and I got all this detail, what I got to listen to an episode for? You told me everything I need to know about the shit. Rather than being like, it's a show. You're like, this could be anything. This is a Sam Hyde, you know, stand-up comedy show, right? <laughs> Fucking anything could happen, man. It's just a show. Click play. Yeah. Well, you want to listen because Christian and Caroline are girls next door gender experts who skillfully decode the biology, psychology, and sociology of ladies and gents from their evolutionary past to millennial present. To better yeah, understand see? all this stuff, mom never see, told I, you. Good. <laughs> yeah, that is, I would. I would find the next one. Uh, what else do you got? That is definitely <laughs> too many words, and yeah, most of those words did not make me want to listen more. Most of those words no. were like, okay. as soon as I said gender, I was like, I gotta go. Yeah, I, I gotta go. One. Get me out of here. Why do I want to listen to women babble? <laughs> yeah, if I needed to hear a bitch talk, I'd call my ex. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like the only women I ever want to hear speak is the ones that I'm forced to. I'm not going to choose to go listen to a lady. Get the fuck out of here, Muffet McGraw. <laughs> That's a deep cutting reference. She was a, uh, she was the coach for the Notre Dame girls basketball team. <laughs> girls. Shout out Shane Gillis. <laughs> I'm only doing deep cutting references about Notre Dame from now on. Perfect. <laughs> this is why we need a guy named Patrick on the show with the deep Irish right. law. You know how many dumbasses told me that I should be the fucking mascot for the Notre Dame football team? It's like, you know, that's not how it works, right? Like, that's a student. He goes to the school. <laughs> I can't just go put in an application and be like, I look like an asshole, right? I could put on a stupid hat. <laughs> it's like, you know what you should and do with your about me. How are you? You know what you should do with your life? Rudy. <laughs> Dude, I think anybody should do that with their life, if I'm being honest. It's better than radio. <laughs> <laughs> gotta try to avoid hitting that radio you know what i mean <laughs> shit oh. stuttering john's radio on and out you know what I mean? all yeah. right so this time that's a, hey that's a good hold on that's a good one coach jones <laughs> all right good that's my so, that's my radio so all right clip it so this time since we had no idea what was going on last time i thought arts man to give us some brief descriptions of the clips first okay first one is called Orange is the new black is racist. So, <laughs> do you remember that old show? I sure do. All the lesbians in prison? Yep. Let's find out why it's racist. Hey, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You got to retract that statement. You said all the lesbians in prison? Yeah. It's like, they're not all lesbian. They're just in prison. I mean... Which I guess in turn does make them lesbian. You're right. I'm sorry. My correction. All I know was... <laughs> I watched the show because lesbian shit was happening, okay? Yeah, but all, yeah. all the lesbians in porn aren't actual lesbians. They're just in porn. But That's I watched true. it for the You're same reason. Right. Good call. <laughs> but is every guy who's in a gay porn sucking a dick, you know, a gay man? Probably not also. So congratulations on being just a great actor. I mean, that's truly the tip-top tier 
of acting, right? Being a straight man, pretending to be in the game. That is dedication Dude, to craft. <laughs> I went to Juilliard. Watch. You're like, what is it? <laughs> I've seen Tom Hanks pretend to have AIDS, but he did not suck one dick in that movie. So he did not deserve his Academy Award. Yeah, yeah. He has to. That's what they should have said. He has to, though. He that's part of the he has part of the story. You gotta, yeah. dude. If it was part of the contract, he's like, "How much?" I can't even do a Tom Hanks. It'd be great if I could, but he's like, "How much money would I get for this?" I'm about to play a cartoon fucking cowboy. <laughs> so, so you know how Cap? It's not a good look, is what I'm saying. So, so not a good look. So you know how Cap right. Williams had to think where Ricky Smiley had to wear a dress in any movie. Cap. <laughs> <laughs> This is Samuel L. J- uh, Denzel has to think Tom Hanks has to suck a dick in any movie that I'm in. <laughs> yeah, he has to. Even if he's not a gay guy. At some point, he's on his knees blowing a dude in the alley. That's the Tom Hanks I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Watch. Okay, so Orange is the... It's like seeing Halle Berry's titties, you know what I mean? Yes. It's required. You can get an extra cool million off it, but come on, man. You're doing yeah. it. <laughs> All right, let's hear this podcast. Yeah, Orange is the New Black. Is it going? Oh, you can't hear that? I can hear nothing. God fucking bullshit. I heard him last time. Yeah, okay. Let me... Well, I guess I really didn't. You're right. I, I didn't really hear him. Nah, because we were talking yeah. about him last time. You know what? Fuck it. This episode's long enough. Okay. Murdered it. <laughs> yeah, it's been an hour and forty. Do you have any bits? Huh? You, you want to swap? Hour and forty? Yes, I have bits. Of course. Who are you talking to? All right, here we go. Firing off. <laughs> I got them ready. Always, I got a tiny book I keep in my back pocket, just so I can write when I feel the need, and I always do. I'm kidding. I don't. But that's what real comedians do. I actually added to this one. Let me see what you think. An ex-veteran flew out of a roller coaster ride. To his death. I don't know. I should have had more there. Uh, he didn't have any legs before he got on the ride. He most likely didn't have a head after the ride. He was just a meat pile on the ground. At least he wasn't a full-size person. Probably made the cleanup a little easier. So. There you go. That's actually true. I don't know if you've heard this story. That's a true story? But- yes, dude. This, that's why I wrote the joke. Because I'm like, that's fucking... In- uh, if I worked at the place where I'm I'm latching people into the fucking roller coaster, the last thing I'm doing is putting a guy who's half a guy into that thing and strapping him in. Yeah, I mean... What do you think's going to happen, dude? <laughs> this roller coaster seat belts don't work if you don't have legs. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah I, I feel like... I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, you should let people know that's a true story before... You go into the headline. Okay, true story. I'll, I'll just say that. True story. Ex-veteran fl- flew out of a roller coaster ride to his death. Yeah. Turns out he had no legs before he was strapped into the ride. He had no head afterwards. Just a meat pile on the ground. But thankfully, they say he wasn't a full-size human. Otherwise, it would have been a lot more cleanup. How about that, huh? Yeah. Oxmatic yeah. uh, cut it and then also cut out where Manny told me to fix the thing and say it's a true story. Thank you. All right. Um, I wipe my nose the same way I wipe my ass with the sleeve of my shirt. <laughs> okay. I should have took my time on that one. I think it's very fun. That, that one, um, uh, that's, that's a tweet. Sorry. Yeah, that, that's definitely Twitter humor right there. But it, it hits. <laughs> I mean, that's also a good, like, throwaway line for if if you were on stage and, like, you said something, like, 
if you say something that hits all bobs, either way, just a quick palate cleanser you can throw out. It's like, oh, what yeah, do I, I, I could be like, I wipe my nose like I wipe my ass. Bro, this goes right into my my diabetes thing. I could go right from the diabetes joke and wearing large clothes, making fun of fat people, and be like, don't worry, guys. Although I hate giant fat people, I am too a disgusting human being. I wipe my nose the same way I wipe my ass with the sleeve of my shirt. Yeah. I know I have I would never wear a shirt on stage that has sleeves <laughs> because they're always cutoffs. <laughs> I got you. All right, that, that got is, anything? That is funny. I'll find another one. Uh, I, I was gonna say don't don't let them know that you're a disgusting human being before you get to the you wipe your ass with the sleeve in your shirt thing because then it you're taking away from the surprise. They want to know what's disgusting about it. It's, if all right, am I am I doing comedy or am I a fucking magician? <laughs> Surprises. <laughs> Surprises. I'm invisible. Yeah, a lot of copy is in the surprise. Yeah, I I have one that I wrote down. I don't think I'm gonna tell it on stage. Well, here's fun here's what's funny, Manny. I like to write in confusion, okay? So fucking that's where I'm, fuck a surprise. It's all confusing. Alright, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> it's like you know most comedians they go for laughter. They they go for people enjoying themselves. I know my jokes yeah. are really hitting when everyone's just scratching their heads. Sure. If the dandruff is falling, I am killing, okay? <laughs> if they order more than one drink before the first drink's gone, you know I'm, I work for distress, not laughs, folks, all right? Buy the ticket. <laughs> you know, I'm like, a, I'm like a zoo bat. I hit people with confused rays. <laughs> just on stage looking at a lot of crossed arms and scratching of heads well what do you have three arms yeah while you were gone i figured out what was wrong with my clips i was piping in the audio through the wrong microphone i saw the name of the physical microphone that i'm looking at in front of me but instead i was supposed to use the name of the virtual microphone which is connected to the app that I put my soundboard into. Yeah. Okay, so the way this site works is it records our tracks separately and then it sends both the files to him. So it's easier to edit. And then if we have like a bad connection, it still sounds good in the post or whatever. Interesting. Um, well, lucky us. Yeah. <laughs> But either way, we're still not doing any clips because it has been too damn long. It's been so damn long. Yeah. I'm actually uh, getting sick. <laughs> <laughs> the one bit I had, um, not, I don't think I'm going to tell it on stage, but you know the Bloods and the Crips, right? Sure. What is a German Blood's favorite letter? Hmm. It's C. definitely, it's definitely not C. <laughs> okay, I like that. That's the whole joke. <laughs> See, some of them are just best left for a tweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Throw that out there. Um, it's good to have it in your head, though, just in case there's ever a lawyer talking to a guy. Like, <laughs> throw that joke yeah. at him. Yeah, exactly. Like I was saying, with your wipe your uh, nose and your ass line, it, it's good to have some palate cleansers sometime. Like, uh, there's a local comedian named Lump. I told him a joke that I 
thought was funny as just a throwaway, but I'm like, I would never put it in your act. And he was like, yeah, that's, that's good palate cleanser. And now I use it all the time when I tell like a risky joke. And I notice that I'm losing the audience because they don't like my whole voodoo magic being the same as child trafficking material. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, I need to win them back. I might tell something else that's like less calm. And then if I want to hit him with the complete mind wipe, I go with this joke. Have you ever noticed that there's a lot of fireworks that sound uh, sound like gunshots, but you never hear gunshots that sound like fireworks? <laughs> I'm never minding my business doing homework and I hear someone drive by like blocker, 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 blocker. <laughs> and it's so silly that it always works as a complete mind wipe. And that's when I can start, or that's when I have started digging myself I, out of whatever hole and just buddy, go back I, to safe material. I think that's exactly what I do. That's my, that's my whole thing. All I have is those. <laughs> just seventy thousand palate cleansers. No real stories, jokes per se, or punchline. But by God, I'll clean your palate over and over again. Because you're gonna be like, "What the fuck does that mean?" It's One like going favorite- to. A, it's like going to a wine tasting. It's like, okay, well, here's some swill. Here's some more swill. When do we drink any actual wine? Don't worry. Here, just take some swill for right now. <laughs> you're not thirsty. <laughs> I tweeted this one out a while ago, but it's still always one of my favorites. And we're talking about palate cleansers or something real quick. I had said, I've been watching so much true crime lately that it's made made going fishing impossible. And then I just move on. There's no, I have nothing else for it. That's all I say. Because I want you to paint the picture in your head as to why going fishing has anything to do with true crime. I make you do some work, right? You have yeah. to say, oh, he's not. He's been watching so much true crime. He's afraid of uncovering some evidence. <laughs> like, I'm going to be fishing. And, you know what I mean? Oh, fuck. It, well, this, this is a big-ass fish. Nope, it's a thigh bone. Perfect. <laughs> Give it to my friend Ted. He's got to fucking take the... You found it, dude. It was your fishing pole. I got to go. I don't want to be on the news. <laughs> I, I, I think you should maybe do some work for the audience. Right, actually, yeah. I, 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 I'm not looking at the joke, so I know there's a little bit more words, but it's basically that. It's like yeah. literally watching so much true crime, and every time a case is solved, it's like a guy just happens to be fishing. You're like a time where you're supposed to be relaxing, no stress. You're away from the nagging wife, the loud kids. You're casting. You're catching nothing, but you're having a fucking good time. And then all of a sudden, something gets on the line. What is it? Severed head. <laughs> My day is different now, <laughs> right? Especially if I'm alone. I don't got somebody that can be like, you can take the head, dude. I don't want to be in the newspaper 30 times and then a Netflix documentary in 25 years when they still haven't uncovered whose body it was. See, there's the rest yeah. of the joke. I start riffing the rest of it out like I'm going to puke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And at least I'll riff again. That's the thing because that's happened to me a lot of times where I say something that I think is a complete joke. Oh, and yeah. then the audience is giving me a blank stare. And it's like, I've got a laugh from this before, but I guess I need to explain it to you a, a little bit. And yeah. at that point, it's like, you're not explaining the joke, but you're coming up with a riff right. that lets them know what it is. That's why I, I don't feel like that's what I'm doing either. I don't feel like I'm explaining the joke when I do that. I'm like, this is where my head was in this thought. 
Yeah. I'm going to tell you what it was. It's very strange. Of course I was stoned. But imagine yeah, but... you're fishing. <laughs> like, that's the whole thing. That, yeah, that, but... that, that, like, if you think the way I've always thought about stand-up, too, is it's a timing thing. And you only have so much time. So do I elongate the story or do I say th these two sentences and call it a day? You fill in the spaces. You know what I'm saying? It's a matter of how much time you could actually give the story. You know well, what I mean? Well, or whatever well, thought process, I guess. What it is is I, I, I've tried to stop saying what it is. I've, <laughs> I was doing that as a joke all weekend and now it's in my vernacular. <laughs> but but what, yeah. what, you, what you do is or what I suggest to people, because a lot of people, like a lot of the open micers that I've been around will, they are too wordy. And I'm like, this joke could be edited down a lot, but they're usually too wordy at the fact that it's too much setup and not all of the setup is needed. So you get the joke as short as possible. And then you see if the audience likes it. And then if they don't like it, then you expand. Because you, you don't go on stage with the whole thing scripted out word for word. This is, the, this is what I'm going to say. This is how I'm going to time it. You've got to feel it out. It's a dance you do with the audience. So sure. you and might, every audience is going to bite different, you know? Exactly. So you might jump it out. And then if they're not feeling it, then you're like, okay, well, I do know that I have these additions that I could make to make it more clear. But right. And it, if, it's very mathematical. Where you yeah. could like, I could move the, just the, the restructuring of it. You know, where I actually start with, I could even point to a guy and be like, sir, you look like you go fishing. <laughs> well, exactly. I've been watching a lot of true crime. <laughs> fucking never fishing again, dude. Never. I don't, and I don't even live in a place where crime is prevalent, but fuck that, yeah. dude. I'm not trying to be involved in a 20 year old cold case. There you go. Lots of jokes in there. Exactly. Uh, I got this one. I, I, Manny, okay. let's move on to the next one because this one, I think it might be full. You tell me. The only reason I wish Captain America was real is simply so that way when I die the first time and be reincarnated, at least when I come back, I'll have the chance of knowing at least one person. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Does it make sense? Yeah, it does. I read it and I'm like, that's pretty good. Let me share it with Manny, see what he thinks. I think we could definitely, there's more of a setup I could add to it, I, you know, to, to get to the point of talking about Captain America. You guys I like superheroes? Right, <laughs> I think that was a perfect example of needing less setup. Where uh, someone will come to be like, "Yeah, what small setup I can add to this," and I'll be like, "No, nah, that's for what the punchline is. That's way too much of a setup." It's like, I like Captain America. He lived from the forties to the two thousands or whatever. It like if I were to die in. Well, in World War Two, I know that I could come back in a second life and still run into my old friend. Yeah, you're like, like there just, he is, Chris Evans, right? Because then you make yeah. the joke, you think Chris Evans is actually Captain America. <laughs> yeah, you see fucking exactly. guy from not another teen movie, dude, over and over. It's wild. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if this makes any sense. Uh, chances are you see my body and think I might have wrestled or played football. But if you saw the other males in my family, you'd oh, nah, you'd know I'm just lucky I learned to read. Okay, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been an athlete who could only read the play like a champion today, sign. All right. These are jokes in my phone, okay? okay? Now, when you write in your phone on your notepad, there's a little bar to the side that shows you like how long the writing is. 
Yeah. Right? Like the scroll. Th- I don't know. I don't know what it's pr- actually called, the proper vernacular. I just know it's a stupid little bar. And usually it's really big if there's not a lot. And it's really small if there's a lot, right? I, buddy, I know the bar you're talking about. Buddy, my bar is tiny. It's minuscule. There's so much shit in here. Like, I'm just going to read you. I'm going to scroll for, I'm going to scroll long twice and I'm going to read you the first thing that comes up, okay? okay? One long one right there. All right, here, I'm going to read, I'm going to read everyone that it stops on. There are tomboys and tom cats, but they're nothing alike. But it does make you think at one point a guy named Tom was the only person anyone could reference. I get it. It's so stupid. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Bro, I swear to God, I wrote a lot of these on coke too. Trust me. Like the second time I had ever done it, I sat there on my phone just writing jokes, bro. I'm not even lying to you. Over and over, just writing ideas, premises, different different subjects. I'm like, that could be an, that's an angle. Hey, my dad's a piece of shit. Just start writing. Every, dude, I, I wrote for so long. That this could be anything. One more long spin. Here we go. Because I don't want to read a super long one. There's shitty. All right, this one's kind of long. Here we go. So many comedians being exposed to sex addicts, rapists, and funny as shit. <laughs> it's about time hecklers start testing their will. The only thing is, some of these funny guys grew up being bullied and gaining friends because they were quick with words. But seeing them get hurt is clear proof Joe Rogan's podcast has taught them nothing. Comedians are supposed to know jujitsu and archery. Okay, that's just a thought. That's just a straight. There's no joke. It's just me saying Joe Rogan. <laughs> All right. You can tell the difference the deeper we go. Here we go. One more spin. All right. Here we go. People that have dogs as therapy animals or whatever also believe an ape wearing glasses is knowledgeable in physics. And they also assume any animal has feelings. If that was the case, we would be canceling the dudes that keep making Airbud movies. We've all seen or heard of real animals having a porn parody. I mean, they had to, right? <laughs> okay. What do you mean the by th- real animals having a porn parody? Oh, I don't know. I don't know when I wrote this. Hold on. Let me read it again. We've all seen or heard of real movies having a porn. Okay. That's what I meant. I must have read it wrong. We've all seen or heard of real movies having a porn parody, right? Like School of Cock. Yes. Imagine a porn parody of Airbud. There you go. There's the visual. <laughs> you, you know what's crazy is that long joke you wrote could have been summed up as imagine a porn parody of Airbud. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's when you're on cocaine, you just add all the extra words because it's more yeah. fulfilling. All right. Uh, I'm not super religious, if you can't tell, but I think everyone is curious how they look wearing a yarmulke. True fat. Hold on, hold on. I got another tag. I'm not super religious, if you can't tell, but I think everyone is curious how they look being crucified. <laughs> also true. Like, Jesus Jesus slapped on the cross, bro. Come on. I mean, perfect shape. That dude's running a fucking 25K. What is it? 28K? I don't know marathons, guys. Clearly, I'm not a runner, but you get it. That's how I keep going, I keep going with the bit, though. But, right? Pretty funny little punchline on that one, I think. I'm yeah. still scrolling. Another big scroll. This is fun for you because you get to see how retarded I am. Really be high, bro. Not all these are cocaine jokes, but they all could be. Depends if you're on cocaine. Uh, it's weird how so many illegal and legal drugs give you a feeling of invincibility. And yet, when I have a headache, they give me nothing. Whereas, had I been prescribed a daily dose of mushrooms, we could simply burn all the headache medicine. 
I guess I'm just saying I want to do there's, mushrooms every day. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's love, a concept there. There's something to all of these, I think. We could build – there's multiple albums here. If we just read these fucking jokes off and figure – that's the whole album. That's What if we put out a comedy album where it's me telling you what I think is a joke and you figuring out how it's not or how it could be? That's pretty fun. That's a podcast. That will be on the Patreon, guys. Most people would attempt to be good at dancing if it wasn't so exhausting and ecstasy was cheaper. <laughs> so I, I can't help but to laugh at myself because I think I put myself in the position of when I had these thoughts. Like, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> what was I looking at? What was going on? Because a lot of these are like in a row, dude. All right, here. Here's a long one. Here's a long one. And the first word is Dave Attell. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. Dave Attell's cadence as a father is why he's not doing what Rogan does. What does that even mean? I have no clue. <laughs> what is this? What? He's not even a dad. What is it? All right, hold on. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Joe sounds like a dad. Every thought or theory comes out with the confidence of somebody that believes it to be true. And any of us that had a father figure, once you grow up, you realize how often they were wrong. But you have no connection as to why they weren't questioned. That type of dad can't exist anymore. Any answer or theory can be checked on Google. And most of us know they are clueless because they think we are friends on Facebook. Sorry, Dad. I'm not reacting to your 15 posts about Paula Abdul at 7 o'clock in the morning. What does any of this mean? Uh, so you know how Mike Rainey has that book on perks? <laughs> I didn't post any of this on Facebook, though, but I get your idea. That's beautiful. Yes, you could definitely just release oh this. Yeah. On Coke. Mostly on Coke. <laughs> uh, mostly sober. There you go. That, I mean, I, I, I'm having a great time. Here's another one that ends with Dave Attell. I don't know what I was doing here. The only reason I claim these We're are jokes. Dude, I don't know what the fuck. Like, I, I love it. Yeah, why is this like, going on? I'm on coke. I can't sleep. I'm going to watch someone else with the show about not sleeping. There's the inspiration I was looking for. <laughs> then he becomes subjects in many of my bits. All right. I don't know what this even makes. None of this makes sense because I'm reading them for the first time a lot. Uh, the only reason I claim these are jokes or remote, remotely humorous is how it sounds in my head. But the voice in my head sounds a lot like Dave Attell. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's not bad. That's not bad. There's something there. But that, that, is true. that is true because I've said this about uh, the videos that I do for Great Job Awesome. When I'm doing those videos after I write the script, right, I'm just recording the audio. In my head, and I'm not even joking, is porcelain. Okay. Oh, do you know who this, who this is? Yeah, I've, uh, I've watched some of those videos. Okay. So he has these quick little quips, these little fucking just quick jabs. Well, he'll, he'll call the dude a worm, a worm, Jim Norton. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so quick and subtle. It's almost he doesn't even change his cadence when he says it. So I have that voice in my head as I'm doing my own scripts. But I'm just sound like a regular white guy. There's no fun fucking accent like uppity snobby. Well, Jim Norton, by the way, he's a bit of a, you know, <laughs> just something a little bit more. I just sound too regular. All right. You got another joke. I have too many. Uh, Let's go to I'm gonna scroll way to the bottom and see what some of these early ones were. Go ahead. Okay, I haven't been writing much news, so I'm trying to think of what I can. Buddy, take anything I got and spin it however you want. Tell me how it goes on stage. Get away. Especially the trailer trash stuff. That'd be really fun. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Let me pull. I turned off my phone. If so, you know how if you're white, it's called gathering supplies, but if you're black, it's called looting. <laughs> Some sometimes that racism has a positive spin. Like if you're white, it's human trafficking. And that's not cool. But if you're black, it's pimping. And everybody wants to be a pimp. That's true. That's pretty good. No one wants to be a human like trafficker. It. Yeah. I'm going through all my... This one's just Man. mean that it's about someone I know. <laughs> Dude, I, I scrolled. I'm probably 10 away from the bottom. And you know what joke is sitting right in front of me? What? I've been watching so much true crime that it's become really difficult to have any desire to go fishing. <laughs> Why? How did this happen? That's so old. This is so far down in this thing. God damn it. All right. I'm literally going to go to the first joke. Go ahead and read yours. There's a lot oh. of gay black men who set what the culture is, like Prince or RuPaul or Drake. Wait, say the beginning again. Gay black men who defied what culture is at that point in time. So mm-hmm. there's Prince, there's RuPaul, and there's Drake. Aubrey Graham. <laughs> Even though I saw, I saw it coming. It was still funny the second time. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like these... I like how you take it slow. I can't take it slow. I'm manic as shit always. <laughs> yeah. These are all the ones that I lit- that I've literally never told on stage because I just forgot what <laughs> wrote to myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what do you I got? Try yeah, what are, are you looking at your phone or what are you looking at? Right now, my phone. I also okay. have a Google Doc somewhere on my computer, but I don't feel like pulling it up. Well, let me ask you, yeah. how many times? Have you, how many times have you lost that document? Never yet, because it's saved to the cloud. I. I lose stuff so often that... I get it. You're rich, dude, bragging. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I got an iPhone. <laughs> no, all I need is a, is a Gmail account. <laughs> well, I should have thought about that before because I lost a good batch yeah. early. Oh. When my yeah, phone well, just restarted, that's when I lost the Do You Party questions. Oh, yeah, that sucks. My, my phone... It's also backed up through Gmail or my text. Oh, but yeah, that. Never, never, never yeah, backed I, up. I, I, I didn't like save them as notes. I texted them to myself specifically for that reason. Right. That's what I started doing after I lost the first batch. I just, I just copy the text and I send it to yeah. Google. Okay. There you go. It just says jokes. Click on it. This, these are actually halfway decent. You ready for the first one? Yeah. Okay. Video games are making it easier for young people to cope with death. When great-grandpa dies, you just tell them he respawned in heaven. Come on, man. That's good. For the first yeah. one? For the first one? Yeah. How about this? This isn't a joke, but I, this would be funny to say on stage. Uh, when's the last time you got a voicemail? It was funny for a moment. People weren't calling anybody. It doesn't matter now. Uh, rappers with cash stacks as phones. And how many rappers at the start of hip-hop were previously just dancers? That's just a thought. That's not even a joke. That's just me saying we should talk about that. (laughs) All right. How about this? This relates to me quite a bit. Is it an anger problem if you deny sex just to stay angry? Feels more like I prefer it to sex. 
Has any redhead gotten hard while angry? I mean, I feel like our anger is more visceral. Like I'd be killed for some stupid shit just because I'm mad. Some guy pulls out in front of me and I follow him to his home and he shoots me in the face. That's where my anger lives. Still no punchline, but if you look at me, it's funny. Yeah. God, these are all so long, dude. That's what I don't want to read. All right. A man that showers before going anywhere is a single man looking for a woman. It's not just as obvious as a woman that gets her nails done and makeup done because she's going to fuck. But which guy? The only one that showered or the one closest to her? Either way, men will flock to a woman that has doll that is dolled up because it's a sign. She's either very insecure or looking for dick. Because a woman that goes into public without makeup on is just a dude. Okay. I see what you were going for there. We just keep I going back. I didn't, oh, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> I walked right into that one. That's pretty funny. All I saw was dude at the very end as I was reading the last line. I'm like, oh, yeah. I remember saying that a lot. <laughs> because I look at it like this. You see so many women at the grocery store who don't really resemble a woman. Not a woman who's looking, right? So you have to imagine that if a woman's grocery shopping and she does have on her dress, her heels, her makeup, you know what I mean? She's got to be scouting. Why else would you do that? The grocery store isn't a place you meet people like that, right? I don't know. How do you meet anyone? Go ahead. <laughs> okay, this is the last one. Uh, Please. I actually Please. have told this one on stage. So because I was born in England, I don't relate to a lot of like American culture. But now that Pee Wee Herman is dead, I can't remember who died first. I only have the words Pee Wee Herman that written down. Uh, whatever. Now that the Queen is dead, I know how you guys felt when Pee Wee Herman died. Because, <laughs> oh wait, no. Now that Pee Wee, now, now I remember it. Now that Pee Wee Herman's dead, I know how you guys felt when my Queen died. Because I don't give a fuck. I like it. And yeah, that one was just designed to start beef with Philadelphians. And then I went on to call Pee Wee Herman a child predator. Like, or they all called my queen a colonizing bitch. Because <laughs> I did have to spend a lot of time in open mics listening to not funny people insult <laughs> my majesty. <laughs> yeah. I like it, dude. And I also like the, there's something there that you could use. I'm sure you probably already have, but something about the name, even the fact that he called himself Pee Wee Herman, that should have just been a sign. Yeah. You know, yeah. When, when a guy so blatantly calls himself, I fuck people way younger than me, then you should look into it. Pee <laughs> like, exactly. Wee is my name. I'm a, no, you're not. You're a creep. All right. Um, Sorry, I'll never Paul. Pee Wee. Oh, what? I, I Paul, don't know. Paul, I don't give a fuck about him. That's the whole point of the joke. All right, what's your queen's name? I don't fucking know. Who gives a shit? Yeah, that's <laughs> don't how we you talk podcast. shit about Elizabeth. All right, yeah. This has <laughs> been a great episode. <laughs> Full yeah, I'm, glad, I'm glad that we got to the bottom of the you know Little what? Rascals Eddie, movie. I to say I'm having a great time doing this with you. First of all, shout out to anybody who's listening. Second of all, I like that we make every episode harder for Oxmad. <laughs> this is just a longer episode. It's not difficult, but it's a lot to listen to now, Jack. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. That's exactly. All right. All Get right. us out of here. Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye guys. Peace out. Bye.